Can't get any shit out of me tonight, mate. Well, welcome to the... <laughs> welcome to episode 21 of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. Huge week brought to you, as always, by MGA Trap. We're going to skip the sting because we just want to get into it. Now, we're going to start grand final week. I'm going to touch a little tiny bit on the NRL, I reckon, but more so on the AFL. With some grand final tales of our own. That loud fucking chewing you can hear is fab. He's chewing on know it's not Tim. soft lollies because Tim's finished now. You're still I was worried it was Because Tim swallowed his lollies <laughs> That It's actually, I don't, you'll know what it sounds like when you hear it, Fab. It's fucking terrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're going to start the pod with some, um, with some stories. Story time. We've all played in grand finals. At Jesus Christ, Fab, <sighs> seriously. We're going to start with some stories of grand finals. We've all played in grand finals at different levels. I was tipped off by someone. We'll refer. We want to keep their identity a secret. We'll call her Kelly G. Mm-hmm. That you found a certain item the other day that brought back some memories. It was a a basketball singlet. She told me. Yes. Yeah, I did. It was going through. You got a bit misty eyed, apparently, and you're reminiscing about your youth. Yes, it was the 1999. Um, Division One men's basketball grand final at uh, Mill Park. Who'd you play for? I played for who well, called the Boomers. I don't actually think we had a suburb assigned to us. <laughs> we call, called the Boomers. Yeah, but that was when couldn't you just sign up like indoor soccer? You just call yourself whatever you want. No, no, it was like they were a full on club. Okay. So they were clubs. So full on club. <laughs> yeah, that's no, no you know proper that. proper organisations. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah, they're like the fucking amazing. girls and boys teams under 11s, under 12s, under yeah. So I joined the site. Obviously, I played football and soccer, but. <laughs> I, one of my best mates was playing basketball and he said, come and play basketball with us. You'll enjoy it. So I went and I played. I went and joined a team that was atrocious. Did you enjoy it? I loved Division it. one though. No, no, we took, we took time to get there. <laughs> so I, I joined, I think. It was well, like Carlton's rebuild. I joined <laughs> probably two years before and first couple of seasons, because you play multiple seasons in a year. I think you play winter, summer. Yep. Yep. And first year we didn't win a game. First season we didn't win a game. Second season we drew a game. So that was like, oh my god, what's this? This is the great, greatest feeling ever. But Two points, you beauty. So we we eventually build up and um, we make we finish top and we make the grand final in '99. So we would have been under under 18s because none of us were 18 yet. And it was it was a great day. As a double overtime winner who, on the buzzer. Who sunk the winner? Uh, Booger. Oh, so, Booger. He, <laughs> from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I, um, what was he doing there? He, we, he wasn't fucking 18. We've got Bush. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were down We were down for most of, the, most of the day, but we clawed ourselves back to tie it at regulation. How we were the last game of the, of the day, because we were obviously the under-18s. You're the last grand final to be played. There's four courts, so when the others had finished... And we're still going into overtime. The crowd had kind of assembled mm, around our mm, court, and it was, it was a, a crowd befitting the occasion. Clearly. Anybody who's been to Mill Park Basketball Centre or any basketball centre, they're glorified sheds. Yeah. And the thing was like a thirty-five or thirty-eight degree day. So it would have been fifty on court. Oh my lord! Like I felt like I was going to pass out. In double overtime. It was seventy-five. <laughs> how uh, how integral would you say you were to the result, Fabian? Top scorer of the day. Top scorer of the day. Yeah. What did you drain? Uh, 16, not, not a lot. No. I, I was not a scorer. No, not a lot. Just you were in the paint. You were the Luca Longley. No, I just, I just, I caught hot that day. You I just, got, just caught just, fire. It got to me and I, I took, I took the shots and they, they went in. I was a re, I was a rebounder. Fab took the, put the boomers on his back yeah. that day. No, no, I, I'm 
let's under no illusion. I I can't dribble. I can't. I I'm a good rebound. I played basketball like I was playing football. Yeah, but I did the same. Judge it. Take a run up at it. Take a grab. Swing some elbows and distribute, distribute, distribute. Did be you, in the right place. Did you take out the MVP? No, I didn't. No. So I lost. I came runner up best and fairest in every season I played to. Booger? No, not Booger. Um, <laughs> he was the Daniel Kowalski. Yeah, which, which was deserved. Seen. Which was deserved. Like, he was much better than me. Um, but grand final day, I typed score in a, you know, and it's not really my job. So I would have topped rebounding, top scoring. So. You sound like you're a bit hard on hard No, well, you know, it's only been 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. Um, but Kelly said you, you did... you. you the occasion got to you, you did get a bit misty-eyed and you were reminiscing yeah, about did. it. And you... So my dad was there. My dad works that day, so he didn't see a lot of basketball games, but he was there. My uncle was there. Who? How did Tony appraise your performance? Tony, Tony is measured because he didn't know anything about basketball, whereas my uncle Steve was yelling out, why are you letting him get past you? Like You just can't grab them. Like yeah. you know, he, The concept of basketball was just foreign to... Sweep the leg! So um, <laughs> I was like, Bobby. <laughs> no, yeah, double overtime. We stole the ball on a turnover and I was stuck like almost not under the basket, probably about six feet in front of the basket. So it passed to me and I Skyhook? And I could just put it in. But I'm looking at it going when, as the turnover, my back's to the clock. And all I'm thinking is do not pass to me. Like I it, I actually did get all nervous. Like you, you I'll, I'll stuck this the, up. You didn't want the responsibility. No, but thank God I didn't see the time. We were out of time, so Boogers launched it from well beyond three, and it's gone in. How far down were you? It was no, we we'll draw. Okay, so we win. Up. We win by three. Yeah. So we, Booger missing it is not going to take us. Not going to make us lose. <laughs> Just triple overtime. Yeah, Booger could have um, a free swing at that one. The best part is the opposition film the whole game for their own purposes, and yeah. then kindly give it to us. So we've all got a copy of the grand final. Oh, we've got to watch this. Do you still have it? it? Unfortunately, the celebrations, um, finish after Booger puts the. It in and there's obviously crazy scenes. People storm yeah. the, court, the court. They turn it off because they're like because they've lost. Yeah. They've lost. That's but okay. Do you have the tape? VHS somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be Mum's it? house or else. Yeah, I can. Well, we're gonna get a VHS. We're gonna fucking figure this out. We're gonna chuck this yeah, on. Yeah. We're gonna. Re- you know, what we're gonna do. We will live call <laughs> yeah. the final. Well, you know, what we'll do. Yeah. We'll pick the action up at overtime. Yeah. We're not fucking sitting. Through. I think I get referred to as a a big C bomb. <laughs> Because obviously they're recording a, uh, a <laughs> battles. Because it's it's just one of their so what are the family co- members. So what are the coaches? Is on the what? bench just recording this. So when it's a timeout, it's the camera's right there. So one of the coaches goes that big cunt. Well, well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, I get referred to as yeah the big cunt. the big Emily C bomb. Yeah, well, there you go. You Never I'll... lost a hit out in my entire basketball career. What a tip off. Tip off, and I will add to this. Never lost a hit out or tip off because they're kind of similar in indoor footy. Yeah. Oh fucking you. Jesus! I was wondering where you were going then, and I was thinking I'm not the footy. tallest. I'm not the tallest person. Never lost one. Did he do the Sean Red runner? Well, no, you can't do run. your knee on the rubber knob. <laughs> no, you can't. Can't do. Uh, let's not mention rubber knobs. Um, no, you can't do a run up in basketball. So all you. So basically, you've got a deceptively good vertical leap. No. God, no. I don't, I don't you reckon. You've got long arms. If, so you if, time if, it well. If, yeah, I think I time it. It feels like I'm jumping in the air, but I reckon if you film it, <laughs> I'm getting maybe an inch off the ground. We could do this as well. Yeah. I can't dunk or anything. Like, I don't. I can't jump. Yeah, neither can I. Yeah. Oh, like, it feels like I'm getting up. I'm, I'm elevating, but 
I don't think I'm going anywhere. I, I, was like, I think I just extend and time it well. Time it. Yeah. I bought some props for my uh, for my story. Oh hell! Oh Jesus! Action indoor sports at Box Hill. Yep, yep, indeed, Box Hill. This is the uh, autumn. What are we with the? Sorry, what are we with the? Uh, Autumn 2012, I was the grand finals most valuable player in a premiership winning uh, outfit. What was that, in indoor patonk? In indoor patonk. Um, uh, indoor bocce. Uh, no, no, it was the indoor soccer grand final. Um, and I've actually got a story. We uh, It was quite a quite a good game. I scored a couple of crucial goals, including a free kick, which is very rare at indoor soccer. Yeah. Um, well, not the free kick, but you score from a free kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I uh, just wrapped it around the wall and beat the keeper at the uh, the... Blind sort of post around the corner low. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had a really good win. Um, but uh, my story, and I, I do, I do tell this with no disrespect intended um, to anyone. It's going to sound that way. There were no hard feelings. It's just more of a quirky story. We we're playing in a grand final. I think we've played in fourteen. I think we're seven and seven in grand okay. finals. In like a bunch of different teams. It's not all the one team. Yep. And in one of our grand final wins at the Doncaster Action Indoor Sports Centre, we had a. Had a, we had a pretty good win. We had a pretty comfortable, solid win. Um, we get to the post-match function. You know, everyone's getting their medals and everyone's having a good time. Um, they decide to, before the medals are handed out, as they do in the AFL, they award the best on ground, the finals MVP. Yep. Now, I walked into the bar next to the courts thinking, I'm a chance. <laughs> I'm a chance to win this. <laughs> I think I'd scored five or it's six. the greatest moment of my life. No, no, but I'm thinking, thinking I'm a chance to score two medals here. Uh, I'd scored five or six and we'd won by four or five and I'd set a few up and I had a pretty good night. Usually it's my, my indoor soccer performances are very, very similar to my podcasting performances. I'm either fantastic or a complete non-entity. <laughs> so I went in thinking, I've, I've contributed to this win with one, fantastic. So we get up there. The finals MVP is Mike. And I thought, that's fine. No, Mike played well. Yeah. Thought, no, that's cool. Mike you get it for his perfect hair? He did. Okay. Mike always plays well. He's a very consistent player at indoor soccer. And always has perfect hair. He does. He has a lot too much hair. Um, but no, he, he always plays well. He's, um, you know, Alex will be upset with us saying that Mike's got perfect hair. He does. But he does say it's not a lie. So Mike was Alex has got pretty good hair too. It's not as good as Mike's. No, Mike's is perfect. Perfect hairline and good thickness. Yeah. Um, but we... So Mike wins it and he gives a little bit of a talk and great... And I went, no, look, Mike plays well. He always plays well. Very consistent contributor. Um, the complete opposite of me. And they go, okay, so then the next is the captain comes up and does a speech. We call the captain of the winning team up to do a speech and hand out your medals. Yep. Sean, would you mind to come up the front? And I'm thinking, I'm not the captain. I was dudded out of the MVP, fellas, by an administrative error. <laughs> oh, because Mike, Mike's, cap- Mike's, Mike's the captain. Mike's the captain. I've never said this anywhere. This is the first time I'm telling this story. This happened yes. like about eight years ago. Yes. <laughs> Mike did play well. Give me that middle bitch. But, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am not on the list as the captain or the vice captain. So when the referee has handed... You were stripped of both by Jose Mourinho. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. When the referee has handed the guy the thing going, oh, captain, such and such, MVP, such and such... I think he's just mixed them up. Wow. So I, because I'm not on the list as the, I am not the captain. I am not anywhere on the sheet as the captain. I am not on the sheet as a vice so captain. So how did you get clarity on this issue? Well, that's the only way it could have possibly happened. Why have you <laughs> called me up? 
I'm on board, 100% on board. You were MVP, you were robbed. I reckon you were, you, so, you, I reckon you Bob murphy it and you've just, just taken the glory that I, wasn't yours. I, so I lost out on a grand final MVP due to an administrative error by Action Indoor Sports Doncaster East. I just want to clarify that you still get the medal, that's what you play for, the championship medal, mm-hmm. and that Mike was a sensational player. I probably shaded him on the day okay. and was a little bit unlucky not to get the medal. That says nothing of one of my other performances in a grand... I'm notorious. I'm either, once again, I either play well in a grand final or fucking terrible. We had a one... Uh, same centre, Doncaster. I started the game off the court. We're 2-0 down. We should beat this team. Like, it's not an issue, but we're 2-0 we're down. And thinking, okay. I come on after five minutes, I think. I score four in the next six minutes. Set up another three. I end up... The, I finish the match with eight goals... Didn't get the medal. No MVP. I feel fucking done it. I should be a three-time finals MVP. Were you a notorious indoor soccer player at the action indoor sports at Doncaster East? Was it just a... Yeah, I, was. But, I probably had a pretty bad reputation. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of a Greg Williams-esque I think, type arrangement. But I wasn't... I was only... Uh, yeah, I used to quarrel. I once had an, uh, a run-in with a referee who um, invited me down to the car park. Awesome. <laughs> Handies. He was a very, he was a very angry, angry. Handies behind the dumpsters. I went down to the dumpster and said, "This did not go the way I thought it would. I thought we were going to fight." <laughs> <laughs> he's standing. He's on his knees already. Like, yeah. What? Um, um, but no, conceding already. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was. But I had like a reasonable relationship with most of the refs. But I just had massive white line fever from time to time, every week. Yeah, I had. I've got. I've, I've mentioned it on this podcast that I yeah. Uh, Once I cross that line, I'm you've got white line fever. I'm horrendous. Do you have a grand final story for us, Tim? Before oh, we move I, on? I think the only one that's worthwhile talking about was um, uh, an, a mixed netball team. Ironically, at the <laughs> <laughs> Action Indoor Sports Centre in Doncaster East, and um, we'd played all season. We're, we're a pretty good team. If there's anything worth getting worked up about, it's mixed netball. Oh, it's 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 the most <laughs> Sorry, over-officiated game Sorry, my medals, on the planet. My medals yeah. are <laughs> jingling away. Don't let the sound of my medals get in the way of telling you telling your, yeah. you telling your story. So I um I I used to play, I actually normally used to play goal defence. Um, that's the most emasculating <laughs> position in world sport. But but for, from a team balance perspective, we decided to switch around. I went to on grand final day, uh, approaching approaching wow. finals. Did, wow! Swung the switch with uh, my Three mate da- the Dan Halliwell. So Dan Dan moved to goal defence. I went to goal attack, and so in the end, we had the one-two punch between myself and Elisa's best friend, her first cousin Lauren. And Lauren was deadly. She she was a really good netball player, but she was deadly in you know under the ring. And what was um, her shooting percentage like? Oh, she was in the eighties, eighties and nineties. She 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 did a good job. What's that woman's name? Cox. What was her name? Yeah, Catherine Cox. Catherine Cox. Yeah. Um, But it was funny. Uh, Exactly what you sort of said. Netball can be a bit of an emasculating sport. Uh, But because I was playing with my, my now wife and her best friend. My now father-in-law and mother-in-law what rock up Ooh, to watch the game, and you're like, you're fucking kidding me. And and Johnny, good footy player, really good basketball player, played lots of sport, still plays in his whatever he is now. He'd be late sixties, wow. late sixties, playing um, tennis still um, during the week. So really active guy. And so when Johnny turned up, I thought, shit, I'd better I'd better pull one out here and. 
A um, little, <laughs> little bit, little bit like you. Goal attack. Um, I did set reckon I took over the game. Yeah. But again, waxing with Lauren. It was Cuda um, last quarter stock. It stuff. was very Cuda esque. So I was, I was very happy with my game. I was very happy that we won. Uh, and then same thing. They went, you know, MVP, BOG, Lauren. What and a I load thought, of shit. I, I can live with that. What a I load can, of shit. I can live with that. Mate, I can't cop that. Yeah. What, just that I played Nepal? Or? <laughs> I can't cop elements of that story, but I can't cop... You know, like... Your teammates get into an impromptu version of the Harker when you were that awarded... Was good. The, uh... we, we'll speak about that a bit later, but that was... I, yeah. I'm not a huge Harker rap. Love it. I YouTube surf different so Harker videos. You yeah. won't like this. And I've always thought that the Harker should be reserved for either the first test of a series. So if they're playing three tests against the Wallaby, do it once. Mm-hmm. And home games. Uh, me, the more the merrier. I think it would be. I reckon the impact of it. Just it's we only do it at home. There'd be something about it. Just, but look, what happened last night? We'll touch on it with the Dally end, but that was very good. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about that MVP snub. It's really brought back some. I just let you know. The, broken uh, you all over again. I'm. I'm. I still I suppose I still am. The club's now defunct, but the president of Arlington Bridge. Arlington Bridge. How many appearances have you made for Arlington Bridge, Tim? Uh, I was uh, a very poor goalkeeper for about six or seven games. Yep. Arlington Bridge was before my time, sadly. I would have got a few caps. Yes, you would have. Um, yeah, six grand finals for six victories, yeah. all in Division One. Jesus. Very good team. I don't know. Very if I good team. And then I got, I just, I hit, seriously, it was like a cliff. <laughs> I, I, was Matt, I was the Matty Ride of Indoor Soccer. Right. <laughs> one, one of my teammates, uh, Alex, Alex Grozdanov, he said to me, he blamed me going on a holiday with Kelly. He goes, ever since you've come back, he goes, you're rubbish. You didn't even sugarcoat it. You, <laughs> you lost your eye of the tiger. You, you got civilised. That's it. So, mate, I've just but, that, but your friends need I've to be able only, to do I've that. Only, I've, only, I've only gone for 10 days, mate. <laughs> How bad could I have gotten? Shout out to Kelly for ruining Fab's career. Um, <laughs> he wasn't wrong, though. I progressively got... What was it about that trip? Where'd you go? Went to Malaysia. Yeah. You got that weird... Massage that probably did. That is, that's the that's the holiday with the weird massage the, where the massage probably. I had to wear a, a gown that was kind of three or four sizes too small. <laughs> they put us in a room and told us to put these gowns on. It's not one size fits all. Like Kelly's sitting, it's past Kelly's knees, and my my nuts are showing on the bottom. <laughs> right, because they told you to like fully disrobe. Then I have to they they want to wash our feet with some like you know some. Scented bath oil. Yeah, like no, it's not like flowers and stuff in this water. But I'm sitting down. I'm fully exposed. <laughs> my feet, my feet don't fit in the bowl. Yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking, nah, nah. Well, this can't get any worse. So then the tables. We've got a nice view. His and hers tables side by Pat- side. The Patronus Towers. No, no, no. This is at the uh, resort in uh, Kota Kinabalu. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, Sabah. Uh, in Sabah, yeah. Mm. Um, at the the Razaria, the Shangri La, very nice. Where they had the orangutans, they do have the orangutan there. Oh no, <laughs> the next to orangutan. Get, hey, was there. I flew all the way <laughs> With there. With his nuts I, dangling, yeah. <laughs> I flew all the way there and went. No, nah, I'm not going to see these things. I'm, I'm too relaxed to go and see the orangutan. So, um, is it orangutan? Is that pluralized for them, or is it orangutans? What's orangutan? Yeah. For stars. anyway, so I'm with <laughs> his and hers massage tables. My masseuse, just beginners Malaysian. Just for those my listening. masseuse straddles me like I'm far lap. I'm like, and Callie's giggling. Big red. And I'm thinking, oh, no. And she's going away at my back. And then she asked me to flip over. So I've just got a towel. So I do the flip over. 
And she comes up the inner leg and she knows exactly, <laughs> exactly what she's doing. And she gets, and I said, I, I grab her hand. I said, no, no, no. She looks at Kelly. She goes, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I said, no, no, it's not okay. That's really up to Kelly if it's okay. Kelly is laughing her head off. I can't, like, I'm starting to sweat. I'm meant to be enjoying this thing. She's wanted, like to being, get, she's wanted to you're being give sexu- me a happy ending. You're being sexually assaulted. Yeah. With your wife in the room. Basically. Basically. Couldn't wait for that thing to be over. And that's not did, even the... Did she do the business? She would have. Oh, she would have. Yeah, she would have. Yeah. yeah. I had a massage. We went to the <laughs> Westfield once with Alex. Because not again. Alex. And I said to Alex, oh, mate, I could do with a massage. She goes, yeah, me too. So me and Alex go to get massages. So plenty you know money. the ones when you're at the shopping centre, it's kind of over the clothes. They put just Did the they have a his and his uh, bed <laughs> no, no, there? There's just a curtain, looking out the window as there's well? A, there's a curtain between me and Alex. Oh, that's disappointing. You know the ones where you, like, you're fully clothed, but they put like the blanket over you and they'll... Give you yeah, a, yeah, like yeah. a drop. All I can hear is Alex getting slightly. He started. I could hear his like his jumper coming off and his t-shirt. Then when I heard the bell, I'm thinking, I actually yelled out, "Alex, what the fuck is going on in there?" <laughs> you could tell he was a bit uncertain of the whole thing. She she's obviously asking him things, and you know when you don't understand, and you get yeah, yeah a bit awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was a bit of that, and Alex is like, "Yeah, yeah." I think he ended up just getting an oil massage. So the what do they call it, Swedish massage? But yeah, when I heard. The pants, when I heard the belt starting to get undone, I uh, I did chuckle to myself. <laughs> shout out to Alex. Yeah, shout out to Alex. Tell us if you're listening. Uh, we're going to start with the AFL. AFL review uh, before we go into an AFL preview. Oh, it hurts me to say it. Collingwood were very good on Friday night. They were. They, very, they very handled good. the situation and the occasion very, very well. You know what they did brilliantly and what they had to do? Initially, it was a bit of fun because it was like they made a game of it. So I was yeah. happy just as a yep. neutral. But they ambushed them. They ambushed Richmond. It was just fucking brilliant. Yeah, the pressure through the middle of the ground was... You expected it because it's a big game, but um, they really took it to Richmond and they really limited their ability to be able to run and attack and create and and def- defended very responsibly as well. There, like, there was a couple of moments <coughs> early in the game when it looked like Richmond... It, it looked like it was a matter of time. Like Richmond got a few where they broke containment yep. and they ran towards 50 and I think someone missed a set shot or they, they kind of stuffed up a transition. Revolt missed one very early. At yeah. the very first shot of the game. Oh, yeah. They had him on the transition and I yeah. thought, yeah. if they do this all night, Colin would going to be sick. Well, happened, I thought if you kicked the goal, the game was over. It, it that, that's couple, really the way I looked at it. It happened a couple of times where they, they got out and they just didn't nail... Yeah, like the final pass inside fifty. And the commentators, commentators kept saying, you know, the you know the what, the, the the ball that goes everywhere. You call chaos. It chaos, the ball. chaos ball. Oh, that's what Richmond want. Keep it in there, lock it in. But they got to a point where Richmond were too untidy with their yeah. with their entries inside fifty. Because they had Every, targets. Everything was a chaos ball. But they had targets, didn't they? Yeah, and they just didn't hit them. Yeah. So they, they actually, and the commentators kept praising. Oh, yeah, that's. That's what Richmond want. They want the chaos ball to lock it. No, mate. When there's an empty target inside forward 50, they want to hit him. You just got to hit it. They were playing that real slingshot counter-attack, mm. and they just weren't getting full freight for it, which, as you said, you, you got a feeling. I, I remember turning to Dad and just went, if they snaffle a couple, it could get messy. Yeah. But Collingwood were able to hang in and hang in, and then they just started fucking landing blocks. I reckon... They started just hitting them. Well, everyone has praised Hardwick for... His demeanor post game, and it's, he, he did handle it well. I don't think enough pressure or heat came onto him. The box is responsible that in the second quarter, you tell Rance, mm. you tell Cochin, you tell Martin, 
knock the ball around, kick backwards, hold the ball up for Slow five minutes because yep. tempo. we are playing ourselves out of this. Tempo. Yep. They come, second half, they came out, particularly more in the last quarter, but at least they came out and they made a game of it. Yep. Yes. They were just too far behind. They yeah. took so too ev- long. Everything was risky. They, everything. They just took too long to adjust. They needed to, in the second quarter, when Cox kicked, what, his second? Yeah. You go, boys, just hold it. We need to get in the halftime and reset. There's a everything. great, great bit of footage of Cox being given a runway. Like, this is behind the goals. Yep. And you look at it, and obviously from the broadcast, yep. it doesn't quite show I, I that. I know the one you mean, yeah. And you see it, and you're going, that's fucking awful. And it just kept happening and happening. And, and, and he happening. sort of went left, and then he went diagonally on the right, and there was just it was just there was a, nothing there. It was just a lane was... for him to lead in. It's like someone's yep. got to get in the hole. Yes. Someone yep. has to chop across. But the one thing that Collingwood did absolutely brilliantly. I know what you're going to say because you texted, I texted it as it. well. The one thing they did brilliantly was exploit Richmond's. Um, third man up. So yep. Richmond like to play third man up, whether it's Asprey, Grimes, Rance. Mm-hmm. One of them's engaged or two of them are engaged two on two. Third man up comes and clears. That usually happens 20 to 35 metres out from goal. Yep. Collingwood just used the short hit-up target. They just lowered the eyes. Again and, yep. and again and again. And eventually that just pulled Richmond's defence out and it meant that they could go a bit deeper. Yep. It yep. meant that they had to adjust. Someone had to go to that guy at 45, yep. which meant that it was two on two. Cox then exploited. It was best laid plans type stuff. Yeah. And it worked brilliantly. They made it Richmond defend. defend. Well, the the only defender Richmond, I will say, who had a good game was, was Grimes. Dylan Grimes. Grimes. Played very well. He's a very good footballer. He's a better footballer than I've ever given him credit there's for. No, there's no doubt. There's no... Um, Jesus, I've lost for words tonight, but you can really tell... As they've come good, Dylan Grimes has been playing full seasons of football. Yeah, yeah. He's forever been injured, forever been injured, forever been injured. He starts to string games together. They win a flag and they... I don't mean... You know, they're minor premiers in, in the... You know, and he was, yeah. he was first pick in the rookie draft. I don't mean this disrespectfully at all. It's like, but there's nothing wrong with being this. He is a very, very competent AFL player. Yeah, he is. Hmm. He is. And he he, goes, but he's got speed. He's had issues with his hamstring. But he's got genuine speed. He's got good foot skills. He's a great size. Reads it well. And he reads it well. His brother always read it well. His brother had a massive engine, would run all day, wasn't quick, and he could butcher the footy. Mm. But he was a ripping kid. And the fascinating thing is, when you've got the younger brother that comes through, you've got you to watch him and pay attention to him. And <coughs> I was no longer recruiting the year he got taken. Yeah, okay. But I'd seen him play as like a 16, 17-year-old. And he was he was raw. He wasn't as ready as what his brother was. His brother brother was a ready made footballer as soon as he came out of under 18s. <coughs> but you looked at him and you said, "This is the kid that you draft and, and you make a project of." Um, and no one pulled the trigger, and ultimately he got taken first pick in the rookie draft. So he was very very close. Mm. But at the time, I thought he's one of those guys you revisit, don't you? You sit there and goes, "Who's still up there?" That's well, that that's what they would have done. That that week in between or whatever it was in those days, you get you just say, who's the best undrafted player? And you're going, still in Grimes. The big talking point for me out of the game and something... When did Jack that, retire? Uh, Why did he retire? He, he was retired, yeah, I think. Retired, yeah. His body let him down. He's only now 29. No, yeah, he's not that old. But he, he was sort of chewed up and spat out by that Melbourne regime, yeah. wasn't he, where he and uh, Trengove were made captain and... And, and, just, and we're starting to move good players who can yeah. kick the footy onto a half-back line and become the quarterback and set games up, which, again, he could read the play and he could link out of defence, but he just didn't have the delivery yeah. to be able to set up. And, and they never really found another spot for him. Mm. And he, he was a victim of the Neald regime. You know, they 
like they, they brought him in too early, they threw him to the wolves, and then when everything went bad, it was sort of like, we've got nowhere to go. He becomes a bit of a scapegoat. He was, yeah. Yeah. yeah but then he wasn't supported. And the one, again, one of the years I drafted, our recruiting manager said, because he had had issues with stress fractures, and he just said, I don't want to have to make a decision on this bloke, because he said he's a really good footballer, and he said... Whoever drafts him, he'll captain that football club. That's how highly we rated him as a person. But he just said, I just, I just, there's something about him. Yeah. He said, I just, I just don't think it's there. And that year we had pick 16 and I think he got taken about pick 14. Yeah. So he never had to make the call. Um, and the rest is history. Still made it. So played, yeah, played a bit of footy. Off, off topic. The one thing you said, and I've chatted about this this week with my mates as well. Mm-hmm. That composure yep. and the way that they kicked inside their forward line last week, because Richmond play really, really similarly, or defend rather, mm-hmm. very, very similarly to West Coast, it's either going to give them a false sense of security and they'll think, we'll be able to unpick this West Coast forward line mm-hmm. and West Coast may counter, respond and do well, or... It's the greatest stressful rehearsal yeah. for playing yeah. West well, Coast. We'll, we'll touch on the grand final they later. Just, I've, I've, yeah. got, I've got, I've got. They some just used that. They, they were just more than happy to take that lower percentage shot at goal. Yep. But a shot at goal. Yep. They went. We don't need to be kicking from thirty. We'll kick from forty-five. Yep. It's a shot at goal. We'll see how we go. And then, as I said, that just opened it up later on. Yep. And it was very, very good. But and if they got to a point where they were too far out, they put on Mason Cox's head and yeah. He didn't the, drop anything. The big talking point for me out of the game, and, and this will take a little bit of time to flesh out, it's a matter of when, not if. Dusty didn't have a cork. Oh, no, I, I reckon he probably had a PCL. Yeah, he didn't have a cork. And, and ultimately, I love this argument that, oh, they'd never not play him. Well, in the end, they shouldn't have. Mm. They weren't going to be brave enough because that creates its own questions. Yep. If they lose, it only comes out like that him. when you lose. It does, but he was. They tried to make a statement at the first bounce by chucking him in. Yep. I think someone said he took twenty-two centre bounces. You can't bluff. No clearances. Wow. He the, and, and the first clearance, he got hands to it. Yeah. But he, and then he fumbled it. You and know it, why? And it set the tone for he the rest of the day. He wasn't kicking. Yeah. He wasn't right. kicking the ball, mm. which tells well, me. What he had like fourteen. 14 handballs to three kicks or something. It was three eleven or something like that early Which on. Which tells me he couldn't plant. Yeah. And, and, and when he tried to... He, he led out towards the Great Southern Stand wing from the city end um, and he was on a lead and there was a bloke that was really close to him but he went to jump. Yeah, he, he couldn't jump. Didn't get off the ground. No, nah, he couldn't jump. Look, as I said, it's such it, a, a tough call. A lot of teams call. have done it, mate. They have. It's, they have. It's such a tough call. Like they got caught out. Talking about Carlton, I mean, if, we, if Cripps isn't a similar thing and you play him, he's not Paddy Cripps. It's all, it's also, yeah, but it's also in the pecking order where they were. You know what I mean? And as much as we all love Fraser Brown, it was dog shit in the 95 grand final. We just yeah. didn't require him. Yeah, exactly right. The, what the Tigers went into the game, they went into the game thinking, if we can get the game on our terms and play well, Dusty won out in the goal square. Will work. Will work for us. Mm. And it got to the point very quickly in the second quarter, they needed more than that. Yep. They, they couldn't get away with that. So... Look, in the end, Asprey as well was, I think, just, just sick. He was just under the weather. He just wasn't quite right. But Dusty... Can we, can we clarify this? He did not have the flu. The, inf- ga- the influenza virus is a very, very serious illness. Stay tuned for Dr. Fabian. People don't miss days of work with the flu. You have a cold. Yeah. I think, okay? didn't, didn't, yeah didn't someone say you a gastro? You have a fever. You have these symptoms, which are also symptoms associated with... The influenza virus, but if you've got the influenza virus, stomach flu, you or are like that. you are 
in hospital. And guess what? They are you're quarantined because this thing can turn into a an epidemic. Yeah, it can be a, <laughs> right? it's a very virulent so disease. Let's get it right. David Asprey like did not have the flu. He probably had a virus. Yeah. Yes. He oh, wasn't like, well. Like, yeah. no, like yeah. I said, I thought someone was saying that he had what did gastro. You say? Someone yeah. said he had gastro or something. He might as well just said like he had Ebola. Well, seriously, because it's the same. The, the odds are the same. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's got whooping cough. Yeah, we we take your point. It's a bit of a bugbear of yeah. mine. Maybe not as much as I don't it is mind for you. The general populace who on Instagram yeah. and all that. Oh yeah. You know, he's got the flu rolls. Oh, I had the flu last week. Okay. Well, it's like the commentators yeah. continually saying, oh, he had the flu this week. Oh, hey, if he had it, mm. he wouldn't be playing football two and days that's just like the classic. It's a colloquialism. That's like the classic when they'll say something like, um, Tim does his hamstring uh, two and a half weeks ago. Calf. Calf. Calf, correct. <laughs> and, then he, and then they're sitting there going, oh, what an extraordinary effort by Timbo to get up and play. Well, obviously it wasn't that fucking bad. Yeah. He's not Superman. Like this, they similar to your. You thing. are to meet him, yeah, <laughs> on pod maybe. But there's yeah this chatter where people they try to drum up the superhuman. Oh, he shouldn't have been able to get out. Like Tyson Goldsack's knee, hmm. it comes back in six months. A because he's in a position where he has to roll the dice hmm. and he wants to roll the dice. But some guys can't do that. It's not because they're softer or weaker or they're working less hard. They just can't do it. There are severities. Yeah. But. Um, I actually didn't see a great deal of uh, the Richmond, sorry, the Melbourne West Coast game. Well, you didn't in, miss much. I was up in Castle, Maine, visiting uh, your Steve, Nan, Stephen and Oliver, Nan and Pa, and Stephen Oliver. Um, so I, I didn't really see any of. It. I think I saw the last ten minutes by the time we got back, but was was following the game. That, my, that is not a reflection of the game. My the last ten minutes. I saw the opening. We watched like the first five minutes, and um, sitting next to Pa, and he goes, "How long does it take to get to Perth?" And I went, "Oh." Four and a half hours or five hours, maybe on the plane. He goes, They're too far away. They shouldn't be in it. <laughs> in, in the competition. Yeah, in, as in they shouldn't be in the AFL. West yeah. Coast are two and the Dockers. Your granddad's just kept it simple. No. No, that's what he was. He was like, Ah, oh, it's too far away. I said, What about Adelaide? He goes, uh, That's okay. <laughs> just a- hour by, by plane. Yeah. You, you, but, you're available. So I didn't see much of it, but it just looked like the uh, what we feared it might have been. Look, I found it. I found it very interesting because um, I think it was it was purely it was a lack of composure because mm. Melbourne knew what they wanted to do. They wanted to own the corridor. They wanted to take the game on. They wanted to move the ball fast. They are a high scoring team. Did they try to play like millionaires? No, no. They, uh, no, they went out no, there, there to was, win it. They, they yeah. might, the approach was right. I liked the execution it. Yeah. was horrible. Yeah. The execution was. How we look at Carlton every week, and you've sent numerous texts to me saying, if handballing to your teammates' feet, you know, was, was, <laughs> was a skill good, you was, wanted, was skill you wanted, Carlton would be premiership favourites every year. And Melbourne through the middle, handballing to feet. What must like a guy like Diesel think? Like if he if he watches any of you know these sort of football, these uh, guys he, he just wouldn't understand. These it. guys have a preternatural ability. I understand that, but just. Like not hitting targets that are you know two meters away, yeah, three meters away. I've heard them talk about Peter Knights as a coach, and they said Warwick Kappa. Did you hear Warwick Kappa's comment? Oh no, I don't know that. Peter I Knights, have. Peter Knights, great man. Couldn't coach pigs to get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the one thing that they always said about him is he he would have a group of guys, and Peter Knights was so athletically mm. gifted. He he battled to understand that when the ball's there. Sorry, Fabian's pouring a drink loudly in the microphone. 
just jump up and grab it. Was yep. you know, and he he just said the way that he saw football and what he knew that he could do. Yeah, he just expected everybody totally else to be good, doing it good, and couldn't do it. Is that why they say that? Nuggety back pocketers are all good coaches because it's because they had to learn yeah. what to Peter, do. Like they Peter, had to teach themselves to be there, and then they were able to teach and articulate there have what been, they meant to do. There have been obviously outstanding players you know, who have been premiership coaches: Malcolm Blight and John Coleman. And he goes Matthews, through, he goes yeah. through it like potentially t- Nathan Buckley, potentially Nathan Buckley. But I think a knock on Bucks early, and, I, and this is just from the outside looking in. Everything that was so easy and so natural for him, because he was such a beautifully gifted natural footballer, I think it would have been quite. Um, the learning curve for him, as you've alluded to, would have been how do I articulate what I want because I don't have to think about it. The one, the what, one I, what I want to do on a field, I just do. It's the, one, the one thing about Nathan Buckley they always sort of said is when he was a junior coming up, he wasn't a megastar. He had some ability, but his uh, regime and the way that he trained and that he prepared and he always sought to improve himself he left no stone unturned in his whole development and I think that whole mantra and that mindset has probably carried across mm. to his foot, football coaching and that as well yep. so by the end he was so good that he could do things without thinking but it took a lot of effort to be able to get him to that point he, and, uh, and, and I think that attitude has helped if his name wasn't Nathan Buckley he would not be coaching this week. Well, going into oh, Carlton, you're right. Uh, yep. Going into Carlton round three. If we would have beaten him in round three, I reckon his trouble. job was on the line. Yep. And that's that's taking nothing away, but it's just that it was, it's always very it's always more difficult to to sack a favourite son. Yep. Not to say he should have been sacked. No, 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 no. I agree. Obviously, I, I totally he agree. Been sacked, but the media, you said they're all if, over him, and then six weeks later, it was like if Brendan Bolton. This guy was the next Lee Matthews. If Brendan Bolton had taken a side backwards for five years type thing, they yeah. played off in a grand final, and then for five years it's back, 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 back. Oh, he's cactus. He's, he's gone. He's cactus. So, look, uh, credit to Bucks. I've turned it around. Shout out to Bucks. Shout out to Bucks. Shout out to Bucks. Uh, turned it around. Um, but, yeah, look, disappointing for Melbourne, but I think they can take plenty out of the season. Um, Massively. Massively. Unfortunately, that, look, we found it, didn't we? When, we? when we made the finals for the first time in a long time, running into interstate teams, interstate, can be a nightmare. It, yeah. It's a big ask. It's we a did huge it two years ask. in a row. When Three years in a row. Sydney, Sydney, West Coast. Yeah, but we, we by the time we played West Coast, I think a few things went wrong for us. Yeah, Gibbs injuries didn't play, Wade didn't play. On the night, who got knocked down on the night? Was it Thornton? Thornton. Thornton. Marcus Davies, dubious double free kick, so, double goal. You know, oh. things didn't go. Quinton we, Lynch we, we, we were, taking we were the good. ball out of the ruck and being tackled. Play on. It's a fucking free kick. Simple free kick. Still, uh, not even. I'm not even going to talk about the Walker one in the goal square. That's a bit fifty-fifty. So, um, but what I'm saying, like, there were, we were ready for that game. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we were good enough. But just as much, if the game's played here, we win it comfortably. I and I, I, I said, I said this. But that's the it. shame is we played would have played Geelong the next we week on the MCG. Geelong. We would have beaten Geelong. Uh, we had Geelong's measure, but then, Col- the but then Collingwood would have won the Collingwood would have beat us. Yeah. We beat, well, we beat Collingwood six months later by ten goals. Yeah, but they True. had us in that year, and the year, like they comfortably um, we, put it this way: if we'd have made it into a grand final and we had a crack at them, we uh, I, I wouldn't I, have minded seeing how we went. But I was uh, doing a bit of work at the time, uh, casual work at um, David Jones, and uh, Robbie Warnock <laughs> came in, and I was just chewing the fat with Robbie. Was he still under concussion? You know? uh, yeah, he was loping. He didn't know where he was. Yeah. He was just walking around the store, and I said, "Can I help you, Mister Warnock?" He said he wanted to buy a toaster. I said you're in menswear, <laughs> um, and. So he was quite a nice guy. We just sort of had a little bit of a chat for a couple of minutes, and 
I said to him, how'd you feel? You know, disappointing. He goes, yeah. He goes, we were, fuck, he's, you know, not, not looking too far ahead, but there was a sense that in the aftermath, there was a sense that we would have loved to crack at the cats. Like the, the club would have loved to crack at the cats at the MCG. He goes, I would have backed us to win. Yep. I agree. He goes, like, he goes, he goes and he said, he goes, don't want to put words in his mouth, but he was like, and not even, he goes, I would have gone into that match thinking we're, we're, we'll win. We'll win it. Because even because Essendon a couple of weeks earlier, there were nerves. It's a big game. We've got to make sure we turn up. It's going to be a bit of emotion. He goes, we would have, there would have been a massive crowd, prelim, you know, Richmond, yep. Richmond GWS style. Yeah. Um, so he said, oh, it was a bit of a missed opportunity. He goes, look, Gibbs not playing. Wait, wouldn't have played. Obviously, Thornton didn't, we wouldn't have played. No, so Satanta, Satanta would have come in. Satanta was already in. Satanta was already in. He was playing, was he? Hampson did a ankle on Megan Gale's treadmill. Hampson did his usual fucking PCL halfway through the year, his <laughs> annual PCL injury. Um, but uh, so I suppose moving on, we'll, I just want to have a bit of a chat. The AFL pre-finals buy has to go. Yeah, it's shit out. Has to go. I'm not blaming it for anything, but there's no need. You have 22. Richmond, I know there's 23 rounds, but you play 22 rounds of football. Yeah. Um, if you have earned the right to rest every one of your fucking yeah, players, guess what? Don't rely on other people no. winning for you. And North Melbourne, Fremantle, had resting their right. players, and well, it was North Melbourne and Fremantle, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, they earned the right. The AFL media, oh, it's terrible. Like this thing, that's why they always say managed, because people, I don't know, we're so immature. I'm not. They're sure getting rested because we're, you know what? They're playing Carlton. I'm not yeah. sure and not, who, they, don't, um, they don't need players A, B, and C because they're playing the team bottom of that. They don't care. I'm not sure who Fremantle were playing, but it was in Launceston. You can't get a direct flight from Perth to Launceston. So they looked at it and thought, we can't go up and down in the ladder. Going to have to go to Melbourne, go to Launceston, Launceston to Melbourne, back to Perth. Nah, fucking all these guys rest. Yep. Makes That's perfect right. sense. Yep. But even from a, you lose the momentum, people are ready for finals and you give them. Nothing. Well, Richmond played, what was it, one game in 27? 21, played one game in what effectively amounts to four weeks. That has to have an effect. Yeah, yeah it can't has help. To. Can't it's help. too much of an advantage to the teams who finish in the bottom four. You know, you know what? You know when the bye should be? This week. Like a Super Bowl. It's like the Super Bowl. The two teams that get the bye are the two teams who earn it most, the grand finalists. The Brownlow medal is third Friday night, whatever. All Australian awards earlier in the week. Do the coaches association early next week. Victoria versus the Allies as an exhibition match between. Do you know what else? And I know everyone's going to complain about the numbers and the amount of money you can make. Optus Stadium was perfect venue for a grand final this year. Not because West Coast are in it. No. Played in. No, no. Super Bowl gets played in a new stadium all the time. Because that, there's 32 fucking teams. I don't care. But, but there's also the SCG, there's also 25 the stadiums that that hold 80 and 90 thousand people. Like don't, we we, we don't have another venue. You like, aren't one of these Op, people. Optus can't hold 60 thousand. And and what happens if what what happens if Richmond had to play Collingwood in the grand final? It's fine. Playing at a fucking Optus Stadium. Yeah. Are you off your absolute show. tree? Have you got fucking shares? The road in Virgin? show. Have you got shares in Virgin and Qantas? Do you? Imagine the price gouging going on. You'd have a whole, you'd have even fewer people who want to go to the grand final at the fucking grand final. Yeah, the grand final experience, like the Super Bowl. It's shitful. Nah. The grand nah. final experience is very good down at Yarra Park. They've, they've done a lot of work there. It's excellent. But I just, you're not one of those idiots, are you? But look, I'm not, I'm not an mate, idiot. No, mate, no, mate. no, Sean, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you, you, so, yes, I am. So, Tim, Tim, can you, can, can you confirm one thing for me, Tim? When the ball was bounced 
that Thursday night, Carlton Richmond. Um, where was the grand final going to be? Uh, it was going to be at the MCG. Yeah, when the ball gets bounced next March for round one, mm. when's where's the grand final? That'd be the MCG, Sean. We fucking know every year that the grand finals are the MCG, yet every year I'm an interstate team qualifies, we have this conversation. I'm not, and some tosser talks the, about it. Did I qualify by saying it's not because West Coast are in it? You did, but, but it's still, at the end of the day, we've got a contract to the year 2057. I, I don't want to hear this bullshit for the, the next 38 years. I have to put up with everyone saying... The Adelaide Oval is so good. You have to come there. You have to go there to experience. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great the, venue. The TV doesn't do it. Please. The MCG it's is got the fucking best. trees. The when they do the other 25% of the stadium, I might go there. The MCG is the best stadium maybe in a the world. A fucking grassed hill so Aussies can get pissed while watching a test match. Please. The MC- finish the 25% of the stadium. But yeah, but I don't think they're allowed to. Why? Yeah, I think heritage it's heritage listed. listed. Yeah, What's the, heritage the, listed? Grass. The, the fucking trees. Grass gets scoreboard. Nah, piss off. Oh, I don't that's why we can't redevelop the garden stand, according to Sean. The garden stand should be fucking knocked out. You know what needs to happen? Fire. Fire. Arson. Yep. Fire. Garden stand burned down. Fuck, it burned why, down. I don't understand why we Shit. just can't. It's, it's honestly, it doesn't take that much to restore it. Why are we restoring it? What purpose? Because it looks beautiful. But we, for a ground used so infrequently, it's, you know it's how just, you know it's how iconic. iconic. It's but iconic. To how old. To me. Oh, fucking A. We'll just I go to the council. Watching... Sorry, Timbo. Let's just go to the fucking no, no, council. No, it's a beautiful... Fabian Guadagnolo believes this is beautiful yeah. and it's of great Do you know what? We should knock down the Elliott stand. That's horrible. I don't disagree. Yeah, I agree with that. Mate, that's all gonna, the Pratt stand's going to get knocked over pretty yeah. soon. And that's fine, but redo the garden stand as like, in all its old school glory. It's just beautiful. Why? So a bunch of fucking idiots can sit there when the Northern Blues play three games there. Yeah. You know how costly it is to... It's not costly to restore it, mate. Do you have any idea how costly it is to restore a heritage-listed stand that is basically derelict? A heritage-listed stand? If we had it done it 10 years ago, maybe. It's not going to cost that the much, The fucking mate. wood rot, I went and used to sit and have lunch in it, you'd be putting your fucking legs through the floorboards. Yeah. <laughs> so they, Hold on, when they say restore it, it's not keeping the same wood, mate. The wood would have to be replaced. You know how costly this would be? Not much, mate. It's only about... 24, um, t- what do they call them? Rows. No, they, they would genuinely have to rebuild the fucker. It's condemned. They, they would start from the bottom up. It's condemned. You, you, and, and if you're going to rebuild a stand from nothing, why are you building it out of wood? Because, oh. You, I mean, the old school charm, you know. Can I, can I use some good murder? What did you do? Sit behind a bloody scoreboard when you were growing up? And where did you sit? Beneath the Pratt stand, well, I stood. Screw you! I stood. I, I grew up in the. I stood stand in and front I of the scoreboard. I stood. Um, I loved board. him. All right. <laughs> my, my grandma had a pony. <laughs> it's, no, I reckon it should be restored, we'll or at least get up on the roof the and couch. take the bloody half faded Coca Cola or Yes Optus. That's as much a part of its charm as anything. Oh please, <laughs> just restore it in all its glory. Okay, mate. I'll you pay go, for it myself. Okay, you go do a fucking carry the cat around at round one. You know, save the gardener stand. Yeah, that's right. Save the clock tower. Yeah. Save the clock tower. I like that you got Goldie that. Wilson. I like that you got where that was going. Yeah. Mayor Fabian Guadagnolo, save the gardener stand. It's a shit hole. Don't worry about it. Mayor. Uh, the oh, actually, before we get on the the, the grand final, the just big on dance, the, just on the the whole venue thing, people always talk about it every fucking year. 
Interstate teams got to travel. We've got to travel. We've got to go interstate. We've got to travel. Interstate teams never bitch and moan about the economic advantages they have. Oh, yeah. Ever. Or the fact that they get 11 genuine home games. They never bitch and moan about the fact that sponsors, members, 12 media... 12 when you have a derby ex- or a showdown. Yeah, spot on. Media Especially exposure. Especially the other team is mediocre. Yeah. Like Fremantle is this year. If Adelaide... So West Coast this year, West Coast would have won... I reckon they would have won fucking 11 of their 12 games. At Optus Stadium. Genuine home games. The only team that beat them was Melbourne. Genuine home games. That's 44 points. They pick up a couple more wins here and they're playing us at the MCG and whoever else it might be. Mm. And that's the other thing I was going to touch on after. You know everyone's saying, oh, they've won their games at the MCG this year. They had a great win against Collingwood. Yes, they did. And they beat us. Let's, let's, so they've had one good win at the MCG. Con- context. <laughs> because context. if you look actually look at the game against Carlton, we played very well that day. We were all right. We did. We were okay. Uh, and then on to the big dance uh, before we move off the AFL. Yep. Um, I think West Coast. With no great certainty, though. I just think that they're... Jesus Christ. Um, they're forwards. Infant. Potentially, if it doesn't rain, which I don't think it will... It's cold and windy, but it might not be wet. But therefore, 50% chance of rain, is it? Therefore, it should, but it's only like one. Oh, that's right. Sean knows about meteorology too. So My mother works at the Bureau. Well, I didn't say this is coming from the horse's mouth. My mother fucking works there, yes. So you know it's not going to rain? She said... Your mum's got a direct line to God. You've got a direct line to the chief forecaster, yes. It also says the possible rainfall is zero to one millimetre. On. So there's a 50% chance yes. of having zero to one millimetre. Yeah. If it all dumps on the MCG. I'm, I'm all for Bev Peter Budge. What Leslie. is your mum's name, by the way? Leslie. Leslie. It's even better. Um, I Sh- think Sh- shout out to Leslie. Shout out to shout Leslie. Out to Leslie. <laughs> um, I think that their forwards, like Goldsack. Goldsack was pretty much the only guy that lost his position last week. Rewalt was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that the Eagles forwards could pose a more varied and consistent threat than Richmond's did on the night because it was really Jack and Jack alone. Yep. They were able to isolate, you know, your caddy and um, Dan Rioli had a shocker. You know, Castagna wasn't able to get anything going and, and, and whatnot. It so, just shows that they actually may need Tom Lynch. Yeah. Well, that's, give, that's them, give them more structure. That's a discussion. They did go away from the two big men for a reason. I understand that one of those big men was Ty Vickery. Shout out to Ty. But, or, or Sean Hampson. But I understand that the quality differential is enormous. But at yeah, the same time, yeah. they went away from the two talls. And and you play a game style as it, as it suits your personnel as yeah. well. Like if if you don't have a key forward, you're not bombing to the top of the square with a forward line of midgets. You, yeah, you, you will always uh, amend your style to suit what you've got. And and similarly, you'll recruit to the game style and the game plan that you're wanting to play. But from a long term perspective, you're always going to be saying, well, if we can get that one really really good target. We're happy to change our style to be able to meet it. Sorry, Fabian's just fucking doing some foley on a beer commercial. <laughs> Pouring myself a cup of water. Yeah, next to the microphone. Was it near the microphone then? He can't hear because he doesn't it, have the headphones on. Yeah, good point. What he said. Um, I think that the Eagles' defence as well, like if McGovern plays and presuming McGovern is, um, he just Fabian's just slurping that from next door. Stop if, it. If McGovern plays um, and he's relatively fitish, he'll just he'll, he'll McGovern be, will play. He will play, but it just depends what condition he's in. He'll be too good for. Cox. I want to touch on Jeremy McGovern he'll afterwards. Be, he'll, me. he'll be too good for Cox. Guys like Tom Barass. Too good for Cox. Yeah. Surely you just change your name. Do you know Barassi? I'm going to go a little bit off, but we're coming back. It's grand final preview, but do you know Tim would know who 
Joe Theismann is. Yeah, he played quarterback, wasn't he? Okay, so Tim doesn't know. <laughs> I know the name, but I'm not. So Joe Theismann was a quarterback. Cowboys. No, for the Redskins. Redskins um, went very high in the draft. Who was I was thinking of the uh, Aikman? Yep. Um, he's famous for. Did he break his leg? He broke his leg in the blind side. Lawrence Taylor. Yes. Gets to him. That's why the whole. That's why the left tackle is so important. It's your second most highest paid player. Because people like Lawrence Taylor, if they get through and get to the quarterback, well, Lawrence Taylor wouldn't have a job these days, but that's another topic for another day. Oh, Clay Jesus Matthews. Christ. Oh, my goodness. That fucking seems like a tangent. Um, no. That's 1985B. We'll touch on that just on, on the end. But oh, okay. So, Lawrence Taylor. Odds and ends. So, we know who Joe Theismann is. I do now. Joe Theismann grew up Joe Theismann. Tiffany Ebertheism. He gets to college and the college MVP Brownlow style award is the Heisman Trophy and his coach or the athletic administrator at his college said your name's Joe Theisman he goes no it's Theisman he goes it's Theisman because the award for the best player is the Heisman because people will make that connection you'll forever be known as Joe Theisman He's gone for with Joe Theismann for the rest of his life. What, because a complete fucking stranger said, listen, mate, we're changing, no, no. You're changing so, your name on the fly. It, 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 and did Theismann win the Heisman? He, Please he tell me that he did. That he makes that makes for a much better story. The headline would just be Joe Heisman. Mm. Simple. So he's even lost the T and Simple. the pronunciation. Simple. So my point is, Tom Barras should just go, I'm Tom, yeah, Tom Barassi. Why? That's not his name. We had this conversation last week when, when he's saying I should get rid of my name. He's in, stupid. I should in drop, the garage. I should drop one of the fucking names. No, that was two weeks ago because then he rang you. His Siri said Sean Budge. Uh, so. fucking, yeah, he said I should. He didn't win the, the Heisman Trophy. He's a Super Bowl champion so basically his and coach, NFL MVP. So basically his coach was full of shit. Made him change his name for no he's reason. NFL MVP, not not a Super Bowl MVP. An NFL, NFL MVP, MVP 1983. Wow. Two-time Pro Bowler. And then and, and star of the blind side. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then then Lawrence Taylor crippled him. Um, yeah. He played for the Toronto Argonauts in, in the CFL in the Canadian Football League. Canadian Football League. Um, so before we move off the AFL, we're gonna go and he was a co- color top commentator for years. But yeah, Thiesman. So Tom Barras should be called Tom Barras. I think that Dugowie is a bit of a danger. Dehoy yep. in terms of Dehoy, of course. Can you imagine if Bo Waters was still playing? What he would oh, do to Jordan yeah. Dugowie? Hey, oh know, my god, he you know would fucking destroy him. You know what's become a thing lately? Someone says something. Someone says something in the media. I'm going to call bullshit on that. And everyone... Jordan DeGoe is a very good footballer. He is, but... Bo Waters was a megastar. Oh, he wasn't a megastar. He, he was a good, good footballer. He was a very good footballer, but Jordan DeGoe... He'd be made to play on Jordan DeGoe. He'd be perfect for him. Combative. It, absolutely. So who is going to Jordan? Well, that's a, this is the point I'm making, is that he could potentially... He's the guy that you look at the matchups and you go, okay. And sorry, just doubling back. The thing that has, has bugged me a little bit lately in the media is someone says one thing and then that becomes fact. Gospel. So somebody a couple of weeks ago goes, Jordan Dugowie is the fastest player on the lead. So now, bet your bottom dollar. What's, I reckon someone will say that within the first 10 minutes of grand final day. He may just He's be so quick on the lead. Fev like. Fev was quick over the first 10 yards. Yeah. Then after that, he was just... If I react, good, if I react quickly hmm. and the kick is good... Then I'm going to look it, fucking. Make you look I'm amazing. going to look yeah. lightning. Yep. Jordan the goal was a Carlton. That kick would land 30 meters short of him. He'd have to be very good on the ground. <laughs> and it'd bounce good, 15 good times at a chaos ball. And then he'd pick it up and be tackled. You know, and he'd be set upon by his shoulder. Yeah, by eight players. He'd be yeah. fucking ground into the turf like he was a fucking pig. But um, yeah, yeah he's a tough matchup. It's an interesting one. But look, ultimately, but they're all running with this now, haven't aren't they? This kind of 
medium forwards. Medium forward, good user of the football. Yeah, good one on one. So we, what are we, before we move on, let's get a winner, Norm Smith. Oh, we're going to move on. All right. We've got anything else to add on it? No, just who's going to win it? Where it's going to be won? How it's going to be won? Norm Smith's West Coast midfield. I think, uh, I think Colin would have got this in the back. West Coast midfield. So I reckon West Coast half back. Yeah, I was going to say West Coast defence. And then the winner will be Shannon Hume of the North Smith Medal. Or McGovern, if he intercept marks the house down. Well, I'll go West Coast, 17 points, one in defence, Elliot Yo. Mm. However, I've put a value bet on at Sportsbet, Tales from the Punt, hashtag Tales of the Punt, um, Dom Sheed. Rubbish I like that Dom Sheet has done away with the hair. It was leaving him early, he made the call, and he did away with it. I think Collingwood will win. I think their midfield will get on top. And I know West, West Coast have got a great defence, but if Collingwood bring the pressure like they did on Friday night and get their noses in front, they played each other two weeks ago over there. And Collingwood almost had them. If West Coast mark, if West Coast mark in yeah. defence, Collingwood can't win. The longer the game went that night, yeah. the better Josh Kennedy got. Yes, yeah. and the gap in ability between yeah. um, Tyson Goldsack of Moneybags yeah. and Josh Kennedy, uh, that gap just widened and widened. Yeah. And widened. West Coast need to get off to the start. If Collingwood get off to the start. Yeah, the, the crowd will... See you later. I think West Coast just too much. To... West Coast got off to a start. They did that in Perth. West Coast got off the, the first five, four or five goals. I think West Coast just Collingwood had the to... second quarter where they brought it level. They did bring it back. You're West right. West Coast just need to equalise the contest early. Just equalise it early. Just hang in it. Stay in it. I'm going to go for Collingwood and a Norm Smith medalist of... Brody Grundy. Side bottom? Steel side bottom. Yeah, everyone's on steel. Mark man. Hutchings is going to destroy him. I've said this for a while, it's still side bottom. I said it to uh, my father-in-law. I said, still side, still side bottom is the best player at your football club. He's very oh, Look, I agree. I think he's awesome. A number of years ago, preliminary final, so it would have been 2005, preliminary final, Ryan O'Keefe absolutely destroyed the St Kilda Football Club. Mm. He ran everywhere. He ran amok, took a lot of marks, kicked about five, and everybody said, this is the man that you've got to lock down on. West Coast sent Casey Green to him. He went every single where, every single place he went all game. Ryan O'Keefe had no influence on the game at all. Casey Green had no influence on the game whatsoever, but the game just went on around them. Was that, I, what year was that? Five that's 05, so it was the year that they did win. I've got a story about 05. Sorry if you can hear that in the background. The office next door is being vacuumed. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in my role, we don't want to talk about this too much, but in my role at the Box Hill Hawks, who are VFL premiers, by the way, Woo-hoo. this past weekend, wonderful yeah, victory. Mad Monday, Mad Tuesday, Mad Wednesday. I don't drink, Mad man. Thursday lunch. Anyway, I was having a chat um, in the build-up to the grand final at training with... Uh, he works at Hawthorne, but he, yeah, as part of that, he's deployed at Box Hill. The strength and conditioning uh, coach is uh, Sean Dempster. Dimmer, yeah. Shinner. Is it? Shinner, yeah. Okay. They call him Shinner. So Shinner... Shinner, as in shins. Shinner. Okay, so I thought you were saying shitter. No, Shinner. Okay. So we were having a bit of a chat at the captain's run on Saturday and just came up and just, just shooting the breeze. And I said to him, how do you bring back any memories you know, of yourself? He's played in quite a few grand finals. And, and he goes, yeah, he's not a lot of good ones. And we said, had a bit of a chuckle and he told a, a funny story about how... Did he play on Juddy? No, so this is the story. So 
2005, um, Monday night, the Brownlow medal is on. And they didn't go. They were up at the SCG, I think he said, or, or you know, wherever it was at the SCG, the ballroom for the Brownlow. Because they're crossing to us and we're sitting there and blah, blah, blah. Ben Cousins wins the Brownlow medal that night. Is the following morning at training, he's told, uh, in a really matter-of-fact way, he goes, uh, you're running with uh, Cousins. He goes, and I'm sitting there, he goes, I didn't sleep for the rest of the week. Yeah. He goes, I've just been told Tuesday, the night before, he's been crowned the best player in the competition. It's a running machine. Um, and I asked him, I said... What's coke, it? coke to the eyeballs. Right. He didn't say he didn't say that. But I said, what's the difference between like him and a Juddy? And he goes, Juddy wasn't as aerobic. He goes, I was very so very fit and I could run with cousins. Said Juddy, I think he said he might have blown him up. He goes because he had the burst. Yes. He goes and Juddy's burst would have cooked me. He goes cousins could, but he was just all day, run all day, yep. run all day, run all day, and you could run with him. And it was funny because he said that on the Saturday, and then I think Monday or Tuesday of this week. Got home from work and the 2005 grand final was on. So I sort of, I found myself watching it and going, there he is, he's running with Cuz. It's good effort. Question, you two blokes would know the answer to this and it ties into that. I've always wanted I vividly to do this. I've always wanted to do a quiz. A game where Brattles is running laps around the centre square prior to bounce to the ball being bounced just to... Like pre-game? No, no. During the game just to wear his opponent. I don't recall that at all. I believe it because I, I know. I, I know how I'm not saying he did it all was. day, but yeah. an opponent's gone to him. Why would the opponent just fucking just let him run? Because he'd end up on the other side. No, of the he'd end up on the other wing on his on his own. On his that own. is true. Actually, I didn't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite Brattles. I moments. think Brattles would, go, would rather just get to the other wing and then not have to run himself and go. Oh, this that was easy. One of my favourite uh, Brattles memories was late in his career. We were playing at Etihad Stadium. For some reason, I think we were playing the Bulldogs, but I, I, I'm not certain on that. And he was kicked a ball leading back towards goal. He was about 40 metres out. And he pretended like he was juggling the ball, like he, he hadn't marked it. And he was pretending he was like tapping it up in the air like he hadn't marked the ball. And yep. he ran about 25 metres closer to goal. Yep. I have yep. never seen another player do that. It was fucking brilliant. He went, rather than mark it, and I've got a kick from 40, I'll juggle, 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 juggle. And, and I'll get 30. And I will go as far as I can until someone wraps me up, yeah. and then I'll mark That's it. brilliant. It he was does, fucking He does brilliant. that in the 99 prelim, where he takes the mark and tries to, like, tumble and tumble and tumble. He does. Inside yeah. 50. Yeah. Oh, battles, they're, they're going to pull you back. They're going to send you back there, mate. I reckon the umpire did. I reckon on this day, which is incorrect, the umpire actually said, no, you're taking the piss. We're going to go back to where you started, like, the contact. Well, as you say, it's up to the umpire to say, at Which what is, point do I think that you had control? Spot on. And the reality is he had control the it was, whole time. It was, like, it was obvious, but it was relatively well done. Yeah. Like, it was obvious what he was doing, but I remember thinking, huh, that's quite good. Yeah. Um, he was a smart footballer, oh, though, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. brilliant Sorry to get sidetracked on tales of Craig Bradley. We can maybe explore oh, wow. that. Oh, we love Bradley. Um, is that all we got, grand final? We've all done our tips. So yours was? West Coast. And? Norm? I'll go Shannon Hearn. You said Hearn. Shannon Hearn. I'll I like Shannon, Shannon Hearn. Hearn. But, but I think, yeah, good, good, I think very good that you've got to look at the narrative as well. If McGovern plays and if McGovern takes intercept marks for fun, yep. he's been under a cloud all week. They love the story. They'll talk it up. They'll talk it up. He'll get it. I've actually gone away from my formula. My formula is a half forward slash midfielder. You get enough possessions to be noticed, but you kick the three goals. It's the Steve Johnson. It's the Ryan O'Keefe. Tom Boyd didn't get it. Paul Chapman. Tom Boyd. I'm not saying you get it every year, but it, it's good. Place to put your money. Tom Boyd, $17. Hashtag Liam, Liam Pickens should have got it. $17 yeah. on uh, 
Steve Johnson in 2007. That you didn't put on? Or? No, I put it on. That, that, that's, really? that's probably Tales the, from the punt. Hashtag Tales of the punt. That's probably the best return I've ever got on any um, on any bet ever. $17. $17, I put 50 We didn't say he was a fucking career gambler. It's just a good effort out of the box. Good right? point. Well um, done. Not Kenny Rogers. <laughs> so we'll move on now. We're going to, you know what? I am not a rugby league fan, but all the credit in the world to the Melbourne Storm. Yep, agreed. All the credit in the world. Our, our Melbourne Storm. Our Melbourne Storm. <laughs> our Melbourne Storm. Just, just for this week only. Our Melbourne Storm travel up to Sydney. Free Billy. Billy gets to play. Um, if they, if the Melbourne Storm, Billy obviously wraps up this weekend. Cam Smith, I think they said, is going around one more he's at least. He's going to do one more, yep. If they do not do a Manchester United-style Trinity statue of Kronk, Slater and Cam Smith. Where, where does Bellamy go? Well, he can have his own, like, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, he can too. Um, so, well, the idea of Manchester United at the, at the entrance, the main sort of entrance way, is that the United Trinity statue of Law Charlton Best faces a statue of Matt Busby. Yeah, like That's it. on the on the stadium proper. Like it. Elevated. If, elevated. If they do not do a Trinity statue of those three, because to have them playing in the league at the one time, and this isn't discounting your Jonathan Thurston types, and yep. there's plenty of others. You know, Greg Inglis has been a very good player for a long time as well. Um, this is not discounting them Sam at all. Sam Thido. But to have these three... I love Sam Thido. He's good. Great man. But to have those three guys play for the same team at the same time, at the peak of their powers. And where they played too. Like, it's just, if they do not recognise them when it's said and done, like, it'll be a, a massive missed opportunity. Well, it, it's funny, and I'm taking uh, a little bit of a tangent. You look at Gold Coast right now as a expansion club, mm-hmm. and, and, like, there's been teams in Perth uh, for Rugby Union... There was a team in Adelaide for the Adelaide Rams. league as well at one yep. point in time during Super League. Did they play at Hindmarsh? Oh, God, no. They had, would have had to have. I think you're right. Um, well, it's a rectangular stadium. So it's the only I, rectangular I think, stadium. I think they would have had to. It's only got three grandstands and a mound of grass with some trees. It's let got it, one let major, it go. It's let got it go. one major grandstand. They said one manger. It's got a manger? No, that's for Mary. That's Jerusalem's home ground. There's a nativity scene permanently on the hill. Strange one. It's the, I think it's the only rectangular stadium in South Australia. Very good at no, night. So the point Very I was night, <laughs> shut up. Um, so the point the point I was going to make is when you look at Gold Coast and how poorly they've done their expansion, Melbourne Storm, perfect. Gee, well, but but what could have been like like you might have had a crack and it just didn't work. Um, mm. But here, you know, whether it be Glenn Lazarus, Robbie Kerr, see the fridge. Uh, it was Mark Roberts. Mark Roberts. Uh, no, he... they called him the brick with eyes. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, um, Marcus Bai. Yeah. Hey, that's the was thing. it grand like... final in year two? No, they weren't. Was it year one? Push. It wasn't year one. or two. Marcus Bai. Uh, Robbie Kearns. Robbie Kearns. They had Matt Guy. Matt, uh, Brett Kamali. Yeah. But there were they... some really good players that, that have gone through there over the time. and um, But then... For all the success they had early, then they've stumbled upon, as you said, your Trinity. Extraordinary. And uh, and, guys, and, and they kept them together. They kept them together in Melbourne. But and, the guys and around look, them, you, you had your, you know, Matty Kings and um, like Ryan Hoffman's wrapped up now. But yep, uh, Inglis was there. Falau was there. You know that this that zone or wherever they were, whoever is identifying there. Like this is the thing for me, and this very well may have happened. You know, rugby league people would know better than us. But remember when Borussia Dortmund were going through a phase a couple of years ago, Fab, where they were excellent. Yep. They were excellent. And they were getting value. Founded in 97, premiers in 99. There you go. So well, they, yeah. their first year was 98. 
I think. So they were founded in 97. Yeah, they made the finals in their first year. Did they really? Finished Good third. Got, but, got convincingly beaten by St. George of the Warriors. No, they were lacking a bit of synergy. They were lacking yeah. a bit of synergy. Yeah. But, um, to wear a Nick Owl. One of my favourite players. <laughs> to wear a what? Borussia. Nick Owl. <laughs> it's a chance to say Fui Fui Moi Moi. I know it's got nothing to do with Melbourne Stormwall. Good name. A great name. But what, what Borussia Dortmund were able to do with that period is they're not a wealthy club by any means. Nope. Bayern Munich actually bailed them out. Bayern wow. Munich bailed Borussia Dortmund out for the good of the league. They underwrote Borussia Dortmund and their debts and whatever. But they were able to find value in the money, uh, value in the market, sorry. Your, your Il, uh, Gundogan, um, Nuri Sahin, Kagawa, Lewandowski, Royce, Goetze, guys coming through the system, guys are able to bring in and identify them. And I remember saying to someone, they're going to get picked apart naturally, yep. which they were. Yep. Don't buy Nuri Sahin. Don't buy Shinji Kagawa. Don't buy Robert Lewandowski. Go and fucking hire their recruiter. Yeah. Yeah. And seriously, go to them and say, who is doing your recruiting? Because whatever you're seeing, others aren't, and you're assembling a phenomenal list. Whatever you're doing on a shoestring budget is unbelievable. So you're on 200,000 euros a year. (laughs) We'll give you a fucking You're now on a million. Yeah. Spot on. And that goes for the Melbourne Storm. Their their zones and their talent identification up in Queensland. I used to work with a young guy who was from Queensland, his family. They'd moved down to Victoria. This is when I worked at a video shop. Remember those? Yep. And... Uh, he, he was a really nice young guy and he was telling the story about how their zone was given to them not too dissimilar to the, remember the Riverina with Rich yeah, in football yeah, yeah. but there was a bit of contention that their zone was pretty good and this local club they had was pretty good and Slater and um, Smith had come out of this club and I, the name of the club escapes me but it's, it's like Redcliffe or something, something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but their ability to identify the guys we want, develop the guys we want. From what I'm told, they've got guys like a Cameron Munster is just ready-made. Oh, he's a jet. He's just ready-made yep. to replace Smith or who, you know, Cooper Cronk's been replaced by some other young guy. Yep. He's just ready-made. Yep. And it's phenomenal what they do. Yeah. And, and I think it, that comes back to... Um, Surely they're going to be recognised as one of the great organisations. They are. Oh, they are, yeah. In, in Australian sport. In a really competitive market as yep. well. And, and I think what Bellamy does is Bellamy... Bellamy's intense, he's demanding, but I think he has a relatively simple game plan. Yeah. So he can bring in forwards from another team because the skills, the skill positions is where the difference is made. Yeah. What you need from your... Your kicking and your passing. And- correct. The, yeah, and the ball movement and all that sort of stuff is integral, but what you need is blokes that can tackle mm-hmm. and guys that are prepared to work and continue the hit-ups and, and do the grunt work that you need to be able to establish position to let other guys do what they and do. And a- that's coachable. That's oh, that, yeah. and, and that's a cultural thing as well. And, and as soon as the amount of times you see... Um, Melbourne Storm players that have developed from relatively nowhere in those pack positions. Yeah, picked off. They, they go elsewhere. Bellamy brings the next guy in. Sometimes they're retreads from another team. Mm-hmm. He gives an opportunity to and a little bit of leadership or they just bring in newer, bigger guys and go, this is the way that we do it here and that leadership rubs it's, off. And it's, it's just, a, yeah, it's extraordinary effort really from top to bottom. You know, the number of guys they've lost over the years that the lay person in Melbourne would go, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. And they're gone. You go, oh, that's no good. And you're like, like you said, they don't skip a beat. That's right. They just keep going. And, and more importantly, the guys that then leave, I don't follow it that closely, mm. but I don't think they go on to megastardom. Uh, I mean, obviously, Greg Inglis money. did, yeah, but yeah, Greg yeah. Inglis was a megastar yeah. anyway and was always going to be successful wherever he went. <laughs> how, do you big, people, how do you reckon the Sydney people up there were thinking, 
What do you reckon tipped them off to the salary cap thing? The fact that they had an Australian fucking lineup? <laughs> like, genuinely, yeah. they had half of the Australian team? Yeah, yeah. Or the fact that we lost on the weekend following State of Origin every year because we represented Queensland. So no, Queensland, where's that? Well, Victoria. It was English. Jonathan Thurston, why didn't you just come down? We'll train down here. It's just easy to fly Jonathan Thurston. <laughs> would have had him. <laughs> I think I did, did laugh, though. I had a bit of a chuckle to myself about... Everyone's saying what a missed opportunity it was to play the final on the Melbourne up against... On the Friday night, sorry, up against the Richmond-Collingwood game. Pretty fucking simple. Mm. It's for the TV audience in Sydney. Of course. In Brisbane. It would have rated the roof, like freaking through the roof up in Sydney on a Friday night prime time. Yep. And rugby's not traditionally, at least in the northern states... And it was a great game. It was a great game. It was, yeah. But it's not traditionally really a spectator game. That's why it's still played. No, no, it's a television game. It's a television yeah. game, and that's why it's still played at the very local type venues. You reckon fucking the Adelaide Oval's no good? Go out to fucking what's Manly Brookvale? Brookvale. Jesus, <laughs> fucking Christ, mate! Oh, you take away obviously that place. You, you, you take away what's Sun? Is it Suncorp? Suncorp. Yeah. Take away Suncorp because the Sydney Football Stadium's for shit. It's apparently that's yeah. being knocked down. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. So, oh, there, what's well, happening? There you go. Oh, well, they had their last game, however long ago. Um, it was this week. I think it was a derelict stand made of uh, made of wood, and they said, "Let's get rid of this fucking thing." <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't heritage. There was, it was one the- guy out the front. Save the stand. <laughs> I once saw East they're, Speed they're North doing here. An, they're doing wonderful. another rectangular stadium there. Couldn't tell you, Fabian. I don't know. So where's, where's Sydney FC going to play? You should be over this, Sean. I don't A-League. know, man. I don't know, I don't know where they're going to play. Hindmarsh. Hindmarsh. <laughs> no, my point is, I get what you're probably is. apart from some point. They're not going to play at Paramount. Amy Park is the best venue in the in the competition. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Should we talk shoulder charges? They couldn't have suspended him for it because it would have been a legacy moment for the game from yep. which they would never have come back. It wasn't worthy of a suspension. I understand the rule. and It's been explained a fair bit this week. I get it. But this guy's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yep. And at some I point... I think there's going to be some differential between the front-on, oh, yeah. face-to-face shoulder it's the charge, du- which is what the they're double, trying... Double inertia. Yeah. That, 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 what they're trying what to eliminate. Yeah. And what is actually me bustling you out of play. Correct. Yeah. Which was a beautiful... It was the play that was required at the time. It was perfect football. It was the perfect decision. It actually would have been it, allowed in AFL. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was, was the thing. Was ideal. Like, if you saw that action in a game of AFL, he, he would be on every single highlight going around, and they're trying to suspend him, and he's an ornament of the game. And, and he's not... like Well, I think he's probably had some issues in the past, but I don't think he's dirty. legs. Yeah, but I don't think he's generally a no, dirty no, player. He's no. just a pure competitor. So in the end, I think sanity's prevailed. Um, if it was John Smith that had done maybe, it... Maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe he goes. I but th- but again, I don't want to see... like. They let Barry Hall play in the grand final after he turned around and punched tap. a bloke. It was a tummy tap. Yeah, but it was dumb. It was dumb, but it's, that's not worth missing a game. Dunkley punched James Hurd in the face. <laughs> that and was in play. Aaron Hamill, <laughs> Aaron Hamill need Wallace in the face. He deserved Yeah, but it was Wallace. He should have got a fucking Fuck. reward. Yeah, absolutely. Dog. Um, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is Billy Slater will at some point be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He might one day be an, an immortal. immortal, maybe. Yeah, and you what? don't want to have the stigma of oh, Cam Smith is definitely. You, you come. You don't want to come to that night, and the, the, the elephant in the room is we suspended you for a grand final in your yeah. last game. You won four premierships. You might have won five or whatever we, we the numbers sus- end we, up. We suspended you when we actually then changed the rules, and you wouldn't have been suspended. Yep. So, I think that sanity had to prevail. Yep. We don't want to see great players, let alone anyone, getting suspended for that for a grand final. And people can say there is a difference. There is something where people go, if it's round fucking twelve, yeah. Ah, oh, it's a bit fucking. It's a bit full on, isn't it? Missing a game for that, you don't want great players missing grand finals for really a knock. I, I and I usually hate that argument, 
But I think in this case, you can't help but go back to it. It was obvious what the outcome was going to be there. And, and some shock jocks up in New South Wales were saying, well, if you want the rule... You've got to enforce it, and this is your opportunity to be able to send a message. Well, and, they are playing and, the, and, uh, and then they'd say, the you know, some some kid got killed in, you know, oh. and it was really sad it and all that terrible. sort of stuff. Terrible. And then they said, "Oh, will you explain it to Mr. Johnston or whatever?" This else, is apple. Know? This is apples and oranges. Yeah, isn't it? totally. It's not totally. the same thing. No, and that, and and I think that was the thing is there was an opportunity to be able to bandstand if you wanted to, and a few commentators tried to do it, but ultimately it's just. It was a pretty obvious one, mm. you know. It just it didn't pass the sniff test to suspend a grade of the no. well, anyone really for from no. a grand final for for what was just a good physical bit of play. And, and it's then, a physical sport. Absolutely. I mean, the bloke that got hit by him would have been absolutely ready for he what was happening. Up. He probably knew what was going to happen. He just bounced up, and totally. that's and that's totally. the cause and effect thing we've been through in the AFL, isn't it? Where it's the outcome has to come into it. Well, it he has to. Hurt him. It has to. But then there has to be a level of. Um, you've crossed the line and what you've done we really can't um, uh, tolerate. But again, what he did was not dirty. It was the play that needed to be made Spot and on. he executed it perfectly. So, Well, one of the highlights of, from, from my point of view at least as a massively casual observer, one of the highlights of the NRL season didn't take place on the field. Yep. Roger no, nine tu- grand finals. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did, yeah. RTS. So he he won the uh, he won the Dally M Medal, obviously the Brownlow Medal for the NRL, and a really beautiful moment. It was, wasn't it? I um, I loved it. I, I honestly, I almost get choked up and tear up in those sorts of moments. And and Roger Tuivasa-Sheck as well. When you looked at him, and when he realised what what they were doing, I got I didn't get teared up, but I, I, was, I was quite emotional. Not so much at. That the the uh, Isaac Luke I think it was yeah, it was is. leading it. Yep. Not so much that the three boys came up and did the haka for, yeah. for him. There's a bloke. There's a guy there's off of the right. Yeah, yeah. He's he's half-heartedly doing it. But <laughs> no, he just seated somewhere differently. Poor bastard. No, but he could have come back to the where yeah. he could have come to where they could were. Have anyway, there. I wasn't so much of the doing the haka. It was more just the actual spontaneity of a really genuine. Because he isn't their he's their international teammate. But he yeah, wasn't their yeah. club teammate. I don't either. think he was because I think Isaac Luke is still at South Sydney. Yeah, so. yeah. But a really beautifully touching, genuine, spont- um, spontaneous sort of showing For of their countrymen. Yeah, yeah. Was like it was actually quite a. You went, oh, that's fucking. That's. It's really a massive good. show of respect, and I mm. think in the end, when he saw what he was doing, and he sort of stood up, and he stood up to absolute attention, yeah. and he watched it, and he and he knew, he knew he had to let his mate, these guys, yep. do what they needed to. He knew that he was honouring him. And he stood there and he stood with the most um, regal almost look upon it, but to be able to say, I have to do, I yeah. have to let you do what you protocol. want to do. Yeah, when you watch it, you see it and just, watch it was just when, classy. Watch when um, Luke gets up first and you can see Artis. He, he kind of goes, oh no, because yeah. he doesn't know what he's about to do. But then once he starts, it's like, oh, it, it hits him off. Yeah. Like, shit, this is happening. And then the other boys get in, and he was like... The one thing I yep. will say... that the only, I loved it. I loved every minute of that. The only disappointing part of it is if I'm on the stage with... Because I think they do the team of the year as well. Yeah, they do by positions. Which yeah. I think we should fucking do as well. The Brownlow and the All-Australian. We should start the Brownlow count at round 11 yep. and do the All-Australian on the same night. There's an opportunity to do something like that. Yeah, anyway. No so they do it. And it's a horrible night, the Brownlow. The it's only a horrible thing, night. The only I thing I will it. say... I, I do like it. I, fucking, I don't know why. I love it. I don't care that it goes for six hours. I, yep, I love the theatre of I enjoy it. it. I, I could watch it all night. But there was a moment there where once it finished, and it was, I just thought that if I was up on the stage, I think Cam Munster might have been. There's a few guys there. But 
they sort of awkwardly clapped while still holding. They had these awards, yeah, and I thought yeah. I would have put the award on the ground Absolutely. and actually and, and done it properly. Like yeah. done a real proper. Agreed. Yeah. It was just, Agreed. it was just a really little thing where I thought, "Geez, you, like this was fucking really special moment." Yeah. And a few of the guys, I think, were maybe a bit awestruck, and it might not have hit them at the moment. Yep. Yep. Where were they doing it, by the way? It looked like they were doing it in a fucking fisherman shed. <laughs> I don't did, know. It did have visions. It did have elements of that. city or something. Yeah. something. Like, look, it was weird. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at least we do it, it in the Crown Palladium. Mm. Seats six million people. Mm. It wasn't like that. Yep. yep. Crown Palladium's like that big. It's huge. Matt, you have, oh. have you been in there on a Brownlow when the whole room's open? Yeah. I've been there on a Veepler evening when the whole room's UDIA. open. Yeah. Man, yeah. it's fucking massive. Like, we're, there, we're, we're there about four or five times a year. It's bigger than... It's big, but it's not... Look, when you see it on TV, you just think this thing goes for days and days and days. But and days. but you can jam like you can it's huge. They, they, you yeah. can have tables and then you can jam them yeah. right up and really really. I've been in there when high it's density, half full, as in they close the doors off. It's half, yep. and it's pretty big. So when they fucking open it right up, it's it's a brute, it's a structural engineer's nightmare. Well, it's just an empty open no, room, no man. Yeah. Um, Transfers everywhere. Hopefully, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't Do you know, know what I like, and I love this about. The New Zealanders, it's 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 not a well. This is our culture. It's a sharing of the culture. Yep. Yep. You bring people along for the journey, and I hope that our Indigenous people. I'm not into this us versus them, and they should need to do this, and we need to do that. No, no. For themselves, bring Ooh. us on a journey. Totally right. Forget what's happened. Forget everything else. Bring us on a journey with your culture. I'll give you an example. I'm Italian, so I will say this because I can. We come here, we don't hold our cultures, our traditions, our beliefs to ourselves. We share it. That's how we got lasagna. That's how you got pizza. That's why you go to Ligon Street. And what do you do? When you go to Ligon Street, Brunetti's, you are celebrating Italian culture. That's more sort of French, though. Pastries and chain smoking. No, it ends in a vowel. Of course it's Italian. Effectively, it actually ends with an S, but you anyway. become part of the Italian culture, and then eventually, Italian culture has become a bit of our own. A bit of our own. You go to France, you will be staggered how many Italian restaurants there are. It's extraordinary. It's the cuisine of the world. It's, it's fucking. It's, it's pretty it's, basic. It's actually bizarre. It's pretty like I'm saying. It's it's the cuisine. It's not. It's not specific with certain types. Of it's food. not goat curry. No, no. But what I'm saying is, I hope going forward that our indigenous people. Bring us on a journey and share their culture. And I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I will bring it up. And I said to Kelly, she's probably going to panic when I say this. When we started banning people from climbing Uluru, and I don't care about the name change, Jazz Rock, Uluru. We started banning people from climbing it. Share it. To me, that, no, you, you, you've gone the wrong way. Yeah. Okay, don't let people go up there with cans of beer and take, make it be respectful. Make it be paid. Do whatever you need to do. Take us on a journey into your culture. It's a long way. Don't to make it another bit of your culture that's a mystery to the outside world. It's a long way to go just to look at something. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? Yep. It's a long fucking. And the way New to go. Zealanders with things like the Haka and that they Hobbiton. They've the got set, the Lord got, of the Rings set. They don't fucking close that off. You can go and look at that. They've got colonial indigenous issues themselves, and as a country, I think they've overcome it a lot, lot better. They've got a national anthem with one verse in. Maori. That's right. They've overcome a lot better than what we have. There's a lot of pride so, yeah. on our But they teach them the haka at school and, and, and Indigenous and white mm. 
students mm. learn it yeah. and and they same thing they own it I love they're it. proud of it and I love it and, and I must say whenever you see the All Blacks do it yep the white guy sits on the edge and all that sort of stuff but he does it with as with as much passion and as that's what, what I like. the Islanders do it as I've well, seen the documentary so. and the guy telling him how to do it it's inclusiveness don't is get shy it's none of this half ass thing. Everything you've got, you belt out the heart. Well, you it, see it, when they, it is death, is what it says. So, um, I mean, that's this in, is what you're doing. As yeah. I said, I in, love it. Inclusiveness, yeah, so and I would love to share that. our indigenous culture with our indigenous people. The way they've they've obviously still got issues. It's a, there's issues all over the world in every culture, but. I think the New Zealanders have done a phenomenal job. We've just, turned into, we've just turned into an episode of fucking Four Corners. <laughs> no, no, just imagine if Lewis Jetta and. Sydney Swans teammates had have jumped up when Adam Goods had won the Brownlow and tried to do that in that environment. How do you reckon that would have been received? Um, I don't, I'll say this though: we, were, they would we weren't ready for it. No, we probably wouldn't have been ready for it. But there's also something. There's not. There's not anything ceremonially obvious that we would know about. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Whereas the Hucker, it's as soon as we saw, it, we knew what they were doing. They were honouring their teammate. Yep, or their their countrymen. Their countrymen. Yep. I would love, love for us to be integrated. Yeah. And as, and I've said this is the last bit of non-sport ranting. I am not of colonial descent, Tim. I'm, I'm an immigrant into this country. So yeah, I'm an outsider. So am I. Yeah, but my point is share our cultures. Yeah. We need to come together and share our cultures. Yeah. My no, ancestors didn't come here and do those atrocities. They are atrocities. But we need to move and embrace each other. We well, got to move forward. Oh, you got to remember. We don't do a good enough remember, job. But you got to move forward together. We yep. we had a prime minister who said sorry, and then did nothing after that. Yep. As a as a country, it's not his job. It's all of our jobs. I Thank agree. you to tonight's special guest, George Negus. We'll now move on. Is George on with the mo? He is. He's probably not the only journalist with a mo though. No, just no, out of interest. Kind of look like. Oh, by the way, I just want to go quickly uh, indulge very quickly. Oh, shit, Sean. You know, usually waffle on about crap and we, we indulge you. Well, Billy Walsh, say your film's running four and a half hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's my fucking deer hunter, Wick. Um, 1971, oh. Theisman was an All-American and an <laughs> oh, academic All-American and he was in contention for the Heisman Trophy. So he was a mathlete. Theisman, who, mathlete. <laughs> um, whose last name was actually pronounced Theisman, recounted in 2007 that it was Notre Dame's Publicity man Notre Roger Dame. Valdesteri, who insisted that he changed the pronunciation of his name to rhyme with Heisman. Is that another Italian? But he finished second to Jim Plunkett for Stanford University. Jimmy, Jimmy Plunkett! Plunkett. Number 40? So, Jimmy Plunkett. Blue bagger. Um, shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy. How you going, Jim? <laughs> Jim Bob Plunkett. Wasn't Jimmy Plunkett on a TV ad as a kid or something? Have a good weekend, Mr. Walker. Yeah. So Jim Plunkett won the uh, 1971. I did not Heisman. know that about Jimmy. Well done, Jim. The Jim Pluckett in the NFL is a um, is a Hall of Famer. A little short redhead. <laughs> Jim Pluckett in the AFL is not a Hall of Famer. No, no. Um, so we're going to move on now to odds and ends. It'll probably be a very quick uh, whip around the horn for this one. Yep. Fab, how are you feeling about Manchester United just at the moment? We spoke about this very passionately a couple of weeks ago. This is going to be deep into the episode, so no one's listening. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, mate, I told you weeks ago we're cooked. I told you. I told you this. I didn't want to throw it in that early, Sean. You said it before you started. Mate, I... I don't know, at, least I've, at least I've let them actually implode a bit before I've gone, mate, you know. I, I take... I um, would sack both of them. No, I'd sack. You know what, you know what we need? Yeah, you don't want to get rid of Mourinho, and I think he's handling it you horribly. Know, we, we are but, like the Wild West. We need a good old-fashioned shoot showdown on Main Street. The town ain't big enough for the both of them. Tumbleweed? Tumbleweed. 
Get so it's just si- a Mourinho Pogba Get the six stare shares out. Is, is that where we're at? I think he's starting to put a few other people yeah, offside. Yeah, I, I think he's getting a few other noses out of joint. And it all started... I don't disagree with what Pogba said where he said, when we play at Old Trafford, we should attack, attack, attack. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Jose sitting there going, I want the one nil. That's what they want. Score a goal. Six minute. Defend. That's fucking bullshit, mate. You are driven this club in the ground. You are toxic. You are poison. You need to fuck off. Is David Moyes available? Oh, Jesus. He fucking couldn't do any worse. Quite seriously. We do do a lot of crosses. Like, at the moment, we're fucking, like, quite seriously. It's Is Jose winding us up? We're playing 45-degree long balls to Marouane Fellaini, who then nods it to the back post. Hopefully something happens. I admit, I admit there's something not right at our club. I admit that Jose has lost it. I admit Paul Pogba is an issue. What I won't stand for, and it's easy, it's the whole Satantaro help, and because he's Irish and his name sounds funny, we'll laugh at him. When No, he doesn't deserve to be laughed at. Criticise him when he does something wrong. What are you talking praise about? Him when Marouane Fellaini's been our best fucking player, mate. I'm not laughing at him. I'm saying that we're, that's, our, that's our avenue to Because that's probably goal. our best avenue to goal. Oh, because yeah. uh, everyone else is playing with their heads up their ass. We don't want to so play your, the ball. It's your problem. We yeah. don't want to play the ball on the deck to a Martial or Lingard or... Rashford yeah. or same whoever. way we played it to Pogba who lost the ball and cost us our goal against Wolves. Mate, mate that's gonna you've happen. got to be on it. Yeah, I know, but you're piss farting around. I don't disagree, but I think we need if to. If Marouane Fellaini did what Paul Pogba did against Wolves, he'd never the, play again. Hopefully. Nah, the fans would have Hopefully. torn down the Stretford end. Yep. It's made out of wood, so. Stretford's made out of wood, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, so United, we're in all fucking sorts. Rant over. I don't, yeah, the season's gone. I don't give a we're fuck. We're done. Anymore. I told you this weeks ago it was fucking done. It's NFL season, Sean. Let's just concentrate on something where. You got two, it's the year of the Eagle. You've got two minutes on the EF, NFL. You're, no, that's nothing. Just, can I do a couple of odds and ends first? You've got two minutes. Shout out to Elliot Kipchoge from Kenya. Fuck it out. For fuck's sake, boys. <laughs> Elliot, um, Elliot who? Don't Kip laugh at his Choge. name. Don't laugh at his okay. name because it's funny. Yeah, exactly right. Poor Marouane Fellaini. Elliot um, Kipchoge. Elliot Kipchoge, Berlin Marathon, set a new world record, broke the old world record by 18 seconds, 2 minutes 01 and 39 seconds. How were his nipples? Uh, probably pretty pretty sore by the yeah. end of it. Most of the way through was averaging about 2 minutes 55 <laughs> per kilometre. That's a joke. That's a fucking joke. No, seriously. And you you think about it, you know, you're running sub 3 seconds for every single kilometre that you run. Late model, 42 fucking, in a row. Late model fucking Toyota Echoes wouldn't do kilometres that I'm, quickly. I'm hearing you. On on uh, on world records, a marathon world record is a big thing. Well, like, like it's a he'll, very very rare thing. He'll go under two hours. Well, and that, and that's the yeah that that's the four minute mile. That's that's the that's what everybody's. How extraordinary is that? For. People were like way back in Bannister's day. It was like four minute mile, four minute mile can't be done. And Jordan now, Bannister. And now we're sitting there going, this guy's running. He's going to run forty two. Yeah. Well, three minute miles. Four, four minute miles. Four minute miles is um, per kilometer. Is what twenty seconds under three minutes? Mm. I'm not. You've lost sure. me. You've lost me. No, well, a, a, a mile. Well, is if you're four, it's four hundred meters. So he's doing two and a half minutes per kilometer when, he, when he's so running six, his marathon. A, a mile is sixteen hundred meters. Yeah. So a mile, yeah, four minutes. You're going a minute per four hundred meters. Mm. So per kilometer, it's two and a half minutes. That's ridiculous. Per kilometer, and this guy's running two minutes fifty-five, forty-two times 42 in a row. Times. It's laughable. It's laughable. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's it's impressive. I mean, I, I do feel a little bit like uh, Wayne's World too, when the guys are just carting um, crates of chickens and watermelons. You go, you got to wonder if this is going to pay off. <laughs> like, ultimately, what's the fucking point? But good on him. 
another big world record in this last week was Kevin Meyer from France at a decathlon world record. Yep. And obviously, at the end of the day, if you are the world record holder in the decathlon, you are a pretty fucking good athlete. You know who else is a world record holder and a pretty good athlete? Our man, Timbo and I, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. American hero. Coney Island kid. How disappointed were you, Fab, when I knew what he was talking about? Sensational. I've, I've stopped listening to you, blokes. I'm right, reading I'm, up on Joe Theismann. Uh, another Australian starring a, in international sport. Going to read up on Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I mentioned Ooh. her earlier. Was Ooh. she in Saved by the Bell? Saved by the Bell. And, uh, uh, and Kelly uh, Melrose Place. Kelly Kapowski? Or Beverly Hills 90,210. 90,210. Was she 90,210? Iron Zyring. Who was she? The one with the big tits. Sharknado. Who was she? She wasn't. Uh, she wasn't Kelly. Dark brown hair. No, she was Kelly. That was, that was, she was, was Kelly. Mate, she, was she was Kelly inside. She was Bell. Kelly Kapowski inside. No, Bell. but who was she? Nine hundred two. I don't fucking know her character's name, but she was in it. Her name was Doug. Oh. No, because there was four main girls in. Yeah, she in. wasn't. No, she wasn't a, a foundation cast. Yeah, member. she was a Johnny she, Come Lately. You're thinking of Tori or Spelling a, or a Kelly yep. Come Lately. Uh, Tori Spelling, Andrea Jenny, or something. Jenny, Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth, who's married to Mr. Garth. Yeah. Garth Elgar from Wayne's Nah, Hill. the bloke from um, Peter, oh, the bloke. Peter Fashionelli. From, uh, Peter Philandia. Peter Philandia. <laughs> the the scrotum biter. <laughs> Shout out to Chad Davis. <laughs> um, Hope the yeah. bites have healed. Jenny Garth, Shannon Doherty. And uh, Andrea Zuckerman. She was about 45 years old. She, she, was was 40, she looked 45 years old. She was the old. editor of the high school newspaper. Yeah. She was too. Another person famously married to another famous person. The you Peach know, Pit. Um, what's his name? He had the triple barrel uh, name. Doug. You're fucking telling uh, the story. Peter Budge. Uh, uh, no, no, Green. Hans Green. Harold Frenson. Oh, Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Megan Green. Fox. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. He landed Megan Fox. David what, Silver. What a jet. Yes. She obviously wasn't aware of his work. Yes. Um, another Australian doing great things on the international uh, world of sport. Uh, Rowan Dennis. Uh, world. Because oh, Rowan Dennis is a, what he needs. A, he needs a, a surname, does he? No, this is obscure. Smithy, I don't Rowan know Dennis. It's very obscure. It's the cycling world championship. He won the time trial. Which it's a mainstream sport. Does it's he, not a sport. It's a recreation. Does he get the stripes now? People forever? do this going to work. Oh, he does. He does. He gets the uh, the rainbow the rainbow colours so of he the can, he world can have champion. Them, he can have them on his cuffs or something, can't he? He can on go. He can watch, ride sorry. his bike at Mardi Gras. <laughs> the cuffs of his shirt. <laughs> I, I know what you said. It's horrible. Uh, yes, uh, Anthony Joshua. Oh, uh, Deontay beat a thirty nine. Deontay watch. Yeah, thirty nine year old. Uh, I think his first name was Andre, but his surname was Pavetkin from uh, Russia. Um, yep. Late round knockout. So, um, um, but he survived an early round knockdown as well. So, and when you look at Joshua, huge man, massive man. Yep. Um, and it it belies his fighting style because he's a guy that he's a bit rocky esque. He gets better the the longer the fight goes. Yeah. But the one good thing is when he hits, he hits like an absolute mule, like Rocky, a little bit like Rocky. So, yeah. um, Rocky get his hands up. Mickey was the worst trainer of all time. Get your fucking hands up, Rock. There wasn't a lot of defence in those uh, those movies. Rock, you're taking a lot of punishment, mate. To the yeah. face. <laughs> Rocky's strongest <coughs> attribute was his forehead. His fucking jaw. <laughs> um, no one, no one, like, seriously, imagine, um, what was Duke, uh, Apollo's trainer was Duke. Hmm. Imagine when, Duke, when, he, when he became Rocky's trainer after Mickey's untimely death. Um Imagine Duke coming on board and just being like, get your Apo- fucking hands up, mate. Yeah. Apollo's untimely death or Mickey's, Mickey's untimely death? death. Mickey. Mickey's death. Well, he only, became his, he only became his coach after Apollo died, though, didn't he? No, no, he was, he was in Rocky's team. Yeah, uh, no, Apollo, for, uh, Duke, in, uh, Duke in, and in Apollo three. both coached 
in, Both train for, rocky for, in for, three. Yeah, in for, three. Balboa, for, for Balboa hmm. they later. They retained Paulie's services yeah, for Paulie, no apparent reason. Paulie was here, he offered nothing but sass. <laughs> and, but yeah, they, they retained for laying Balboa two. Yes. Um, Duke was in the corner. Yeah. Yep. But then Paul. after that, he became his full-time trainer. Yeah. He, gotcha. dropped the, he dropped the other old bloke. He used to be an old bloke with white hair. Mm. He kind of looked like the newsreader from The Simpsons. Ken Brockman. Ken Brockman. Um, there you go. So he got dropped. What did he do wrong? Well, he was replaced by the fucking world champion and his trainer. Yeah. That's a pretty good upgrade. So, but, but, Paulie, but Paulie with no boxing uh, just acumen. Just, acumen. He was just a hanger on. Yeah. Like, like, a, to Paulie, like a derelict grandstand Paulie made of wood. to jump in the ring with... Uh, Thunderlips. He did that. You know what else Paulie did? Paulie, so the, the one, the one that's <laughs> fell in love with a robot. <laughs> he did. The one that's often overlooked. Paulie did offer probably the sagest piece of advice when Rocky was in the corner. Hit the one in the middle. Hit the one in the middle. Hit the Fucking one in the middle. Duke's been the corner man for thirty years. He could never come up with that pearl. <laughs> and that's it. You know, Paulie just had it. Just came to him like that. Hit the yeah. one in the middle. Um, he also said in Lang Balboa one, mm-hmm. "I ain't no trainer." Just go out there and kill the guy. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> Man's got to know his limitations, I figure. Uh, does that just about wrap us up? I'm pretty good. Yep. Oh, well, we're going to talk Clay Matthews. Oh, who the fuck is that? Well, Clay Matthews did a what I would deem a perfect hit on a quarterback. Magnificent. He's hit him a millisecond post the ball being released. And who did he hit? Eli Manning or someone like that? Tom Brady? No, no, no. It was um, 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 uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. And from the Minnesota Vikings. And they're trying, they've implemented rules to protect the quarterback where they've gone so far beyond it that any hit on the quarterback is now getting called for uh, roughing, um, the, roughing passer. the passer. Roughing the passer. And, and this year, you've just, he, he breaks through the gap, he charges at Cousins. Cousins is gone for all money and very late. He, he, in fact, he's being hit as he's throwing it, in yeah. my opinion. And and you looked at it, it was a good hard hit. He didn't really hurt no ref, No no ref on the field could fl- throw a flag knowing whether he'd fl- thrown it yet. So what are you supposed to do? Well, the, there was that, no helmet-to-helmet contact. No, it was a perfect tackle. Which so, I, I, I like the whole helmet-to-helmet contact. Like the rules. Do you I, 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 using, I like why it's come about. You like helmet-to-helmet contact, do you? <laughs> oh, shit. I think it's called docking. Is that? Like, <laughs> is that like? Did you see the? Did you see the thing on AFL three hundred and sixty? The fact that it has a word did you just see, scares me. I pre- I tweeted this from the Prendercast. Follow us on Twitter at the Prender underscore the underscore Prendercast or the Prender underscore. I don't know. Cast. You started the handle, but you made it the, the hardest thing because it to- wasn't the Prender. It was weird. The Prendercast was gone. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, it's like you Eric. Subscribe. It's like me. who was your mate, Eric? Who's the guy, Eric the er- runner? <laughs> you just told a story about this guy just broke the world oh, record. Elliot Kipchoge. Elliot Kipchoge. Yeah, his it's name's like, not Eric. It's like him going, I want my name, I want my Twitter handle just to be Elliot Kipchoge. It's gone. It's like me going to Gmail, getting a trying to create an email address of Fabian.guadagnola and it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. And was it? What who the who the fuck else is called? Did that? you do it one other time and forgot about it or what? No. But anyway, um, Robbo was sorry. Robbo was telling a story. They were talking a bit about Dennis Pagan, who will present the Jock McCall Medal, and a rather unfortunate um, turn of phrase. Jared Waitley, who would have no idea of the connotations of what he was going to say, goes. Um, Dennis gave me a note to ask you about the time you and him crossed swords oh. outside the press room at the MCG, and I remember I just burst out laughing. <laughs> like turtle and Johnny Drummer. Like turtle and Johnny. Don't touch me, turtle. <laughs> it's an occupational hazard. But yeah, that's so, a great way to end. So Robbo and uh, Dennis Pagan uh, cross swords. Mm. 
Oh, makes for a great evening. We didn't surmise, but the whole the NFL roughing the passer is a big issue that needs to be sorted out. And and the old school guys that go, I love my footy hard. Um, they're destroying, <laughs> they're destroying it for, for what it used to be, and 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 where they're trying to take it to, and it's wrong because that that needs to be a part of the NFL, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Do you want to end it there? We should end it there. So we'll just wrap it up. Fab, you reckon Collingwood? Collingwood, steel side, steel side bottom. bottom. Yep. I reckon thirty-five points. I reckon Eagles. Shannon Hearn, I reckon the Eagles will win by 41. And I'm Eagles by 17, and a shout-out to Jimmy Garoppolo's left ACL. Oh, dear. Oh, jeez. Oh, and then, sorry, just quickly, uh, Storm Roosters. I don't really know. I hope the Storm wins. Oh, no, Storm. Storm, Storm 30. Storm. I hope the Storm win. And Storm I hope... by 30. 30. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. It's a big win. Do you understand the scoring <laughs> system in the NFL? You only get four points yes. for a try. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Storm will win by a try. I think they'll win by... I think a motion takes over. It's a blowout. Hopefully. If Cooper Cronk doesn't play, they'll fucking destroy them. Hopefully. And he's not fit anyway. Like, he's their most important player. Oh, man, he's if, not if right. He, so I didn't even know we're coming up against Cooper. If he plays, they will kill him. Jesus, Tara. Well, they, they'll make it absolutely as hard as possible they for him. They will grind him. They will fucking kill him. Yep. They'll, they'll plant him. They will, yeah, he will they be will. planted in the turf. They will grind up his bones. It's the yep. least he could do anyway. He's just... just just throw a few interceptions. Well, what are they? You know, just well, he might not have a choice. It's not an interception, but you know when you, you kind of yeah, it's, he might not have a choice. Fl- float one out there, float and one out. Let yeah. Billy run through yeah. and Ooh. and give him the wink. Yeah, I like it. Okay, that'll wrap us up. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back to do it all next week, and I don't know what we're fucking talk about next week. Um, <laughs> for me, Sean Peter Budge. Goodbye for Fabian Guadagnolo. See you later, lads. And for Tim Davis. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We'll get you next week. Big enough for the